Okay, so we're going to talk a lot about backup quarterbacks today. Yep. We'll spend some time there uh, because it's a very relevant thing in the in the NFL. Some heated conversation about some college football. Freaking horrible decisions. There was there's the just some strong takes on top of this episode. Just some strong idiots are taking like ah. Uh, yep. No, we'll it's save so it. We're saving it. Saving we're it. saving it. But we got a lot of strong opinions today. A lot of stuff going on. Grant and I are going to argue about some old guy uh, that likes to chew gum and wear white shoes. And uh, then we're going to talk about football. So that'll be fun too. Uh, lock in. We had an incredible week 13 of NFL football, all kinds of stuff. Great primetime games. We're going to talk about all of it for the next two hours. Uh, join us here on Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for December 7th, 2023 with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. Week 13 of the NFL season is over. This is Sportsify. We're here to talk about it. I am your host, Matt Novak. With me, as always, is Grant Hawker. Howdy, howdy. That was a good one. And Jameson DeFore on the third mic. Hello. Uh, Much better. Uh, He one-upped you hard on the hellos. Uh, We got a lot of headlines to hit tonight. Um, Some of us are sick. Some of us are injured. And so we're going to run through a few things tonight. But want to start with the massive buildup that happened to Sunday and then uh, something I don't think any of us expected. I, I, I did not, as a, as a 49er fan, didn't expect it. Um, the 49ers come out and have a slow start in the first quarter uh, at the link in Philadelphia, and then all of a sudden the second quarter hits, Philly's up 6 nothing, and Brock Purdy goes, hey, guys, I was just kidding. And the 49ers proceed to score six touchdowns in a row uh, to conclude the game, with the exception, of course, of uh, taking some knees at the end uh, to put the stamp on it. Bad team. Couldn't get seven. Yeah, terrible team. Couldn't get to seven touchdowns. Uh, 42 to 19, the final in Philly this weekend. And Brock Purdy goes for 300 plus, uh, hits his 70% marker again on completion percentage and four touchdowns uh, for the Niners. Debo scores three touchdowns on the day, one on the ground, two in the air. Uh, Did a little bit of literally everything, even threw the ball once. Uh, Not well, but he threw the ball. Uh, And uh, the 49ers uh, put the stamp and a statement win uh, in the NFC. Uh, Them improving to nine and three, the Eagles falling to 10 and two. Uh, Eagles got another tough matchup this week. Uh, lots of people saying lots of things leading up to the game, and but everybody's saying the same thing, uh, including, I want to give a lot of respect to the Eagles fan base, including the Eagles. 49ers just beat them. Like, that's, that's the takeaway here. Like, 100% just beat them. Uh, the Eagles were in this game for all of a quarter and about four minutes. And the Niners just ran away after that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any different take than that. I don't know if you saw anything that made you go, ah, oh, maybe this or that. But genuinely, the takeaway for me after watching all four quarters was just, holy crud. When the 49ers are healthy, good luck, everyone else. Like, genuinely. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would say that is like, 
I don't think I don't I didn't I don't think anybody expected it like this. I wanted a good game. Yeah. Like I wanted, you know, something like we saw like on a Thursday night, like we saw this Thursday night, you know, some some shootout, something yep. like that. That's um, what I thought we were headed for. Well, uh, well, that. not only that, but also I only watched the first quarter uh, with you, and I was like, I was feeling pretty good because obviously I'm not rooting for your team. Yes. And I so I was like, oh, let's go. Brock Purdy throwing some incompletions. My Niners defense just letting A.J. Brown just in the middle, the whole, like yep. the first quarter. That slant was killing us in the first quarter. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, this, Two is, big ones. this is pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying this. And then I, I was like kind of tracking the score, and I'm like, oh, oh. Well, this just makes my sports weekend even worse. <laughs> we, so, we had a rough one, kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Aside from the Niners, I mean, I I guess the Niners losing would have made it a little bit better. It doesn't really affect my outcome, but I had a very good weekend. With I'm really happy weekend. for you, Jameson. I'm uh, so happy. Which, for I'm, you. which I'm sure we'll talk about. But yeah, the the Niners. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. This team is just freaking dang good. If this and was I like a, it. if this was like a one score game, then I would have been like. Um, really clanging the bell for the refs missing the holding call on that Debo play. Sure, but it wasn't. So there's nothing. To, and even the Eagles fans aren't complaining about it because it was. Oh, maybe they, maybe they lose by you know whatever the score. <laughs> yeah, it's take, a, take six points off the board. We, I mean, okay, so we take the six off there. Do we really think they yeah. weren't going to get at least three That's on that small yeah, so, footnote so, on what yeah. was a dominant like obviously that that was a terrible call. I think the officiating this weekend was even worse. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so terrible. <laughs> We um, thought it was bad the week before. This, yeah, it's this was week. the worst Ooh. week of officiating I've, and especially in primetime games, but just across the I board. I know. Oh, terrible. just all the prime the times. primetime games were terrible. I, well, I'll, I'll give it to the Monday Night Crew. That seemed pretty even. There wasn't a ton last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't that bad. But the Thursday, we're recording on Tuesday, Thursday and yeah. Sunday night. Oh, it was bad. Thir- Thursday and Sunday night were not good at all. Sunday night had one of the worst calls that we have seen ever. Um, you know, they and then a no call that was almost as bad. <laughs> yeah, one of the more well, and then, and then if you compare that to I've seen, and, and then if you compare that to Thursday, that same thing happened on Thursday, and it was there was a PI call for similar contact there. Fair, fair point. Like it was just not consistent at all. Yeah, no, it was I, I mean, the, you know, the the officiating across the board was really bad. It didn't start good at all Thursday nope. night. There was what twenty plus penalties called in that game. Uh, I, think? I believe both teams had ten. Yeah. I think it was 10 and 11, if I remember it, correctly. It might have ended that was, way. At one point, it was, 20, it was 10 21. and 10. Yeah. So, and I know one team had one more than the other. Yeah. Can't remember who it was, but genuinely, like, that was horrible. I was watching part of that game with Grant, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, swallow the whistle. What are we doing? Yeah. It was just very tic-tac. Yep. And then... Well, and it, then, it was it was tic-tac, and then it was no calls. Then there was calls that were just... <laughs> it, I, I, there seemed I, to be I'm no still, rhythm to that game. I, I, I'm very furious about it. Um. I 100% believe that the Cowboys were gifted two drives of penalties. One one's both pretty yeah, both did lead to the points like, I, and I, one was pretty dude. even as like a impartial here. Yeah. Like, I was really I, bad. I am not a, I'm not a dude that like says that it loses games for the most part. Yeah. I I 100% believe that because on those drives that kept on these third and fourth downs, extended to drives the Cowboys scored 7 points. Yeah. Okay. So, so speaking of things that happened in our games, I'm going to go back to the 49er game. Because there's a thing that happened on the field that I know we've all seen clips of, you know, saw what happened, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the head of security for the big, Eagles. Big Dom, baby. Big Dom, <laughs> uh, who I, I genuinely think we would all like to hang out with someday. Like, still believe that. 
I, I think this is like a human being that everybody well, should know. Yeah, and He's I was hilarious. like, this guy, I, I didn't even say anything else about it when we were texting. I would kind of wanted to save it for here, but all I did say was he just became a made man in Philly. That is oh, true. Yeah. Uh, and it would have been like if they would have won, he would have been like uh, a legend. Oh, yeah. we the, lightning rod, the lightning yeah, rod. Dumb, dumb, uh, the lightning rod here. But he, so if, you, if you're watching uh, this last week, if you didn't see this somehow, Please go YouTube, Big Dom, uh, D-O-M, and, uh, you know, put in Greenlaw, and you'll get it right away. But Dre Greenlaw is, uh, I would say, over-tackling Devonta Smith. I don't think it was necessary at all, but he was in bounds. A lot Mm -hmm. of people wanted to say he he did that out of bounds. The contact and where he started the throw was over three feet Obviously, we see that teams don't care about it sometimes. Sometimes they do. That is true. And there, there was a couple that have been called in the past for that. Some yep. that have not. Some that have not. not it, again, a, it's not been ne- here and there with it. But he chucked Devonta out of bounds. Irregardless, he did. And I would say over tackled. It was unnecessary roughness from my pro- point of view. Greenlaw is a multiple times offender in this regard. Uh, he is a hothead. He goes after people. He's a jerk. Also, Devonta um, Smith, pretty small for. Yeah. Pretty easy to throw around yeah. for a 250-pound muscle. Bryce Young. Muscled out free. Probably some of the tiniest humans that play yeah, football. He, he yeah, he chucked him. But, um, but, you know, Devonta had been talking some crud before, during, whatever. Greenlaw does what he does. As he throws Devonta out of bounds, turns around uh, to point at uh, Devonta and start calling him out on some stuff, which is pretty obvious that's what he's doing. Um, and Dom did not like what happened. And he, his role as head of security. I was going to say, this guy's not a coach, by the way. He's not a coach. He has nothing to do with coaching. Doesn't know all, very much about football, apparently. And uh, uh, he gets in the way of the coaching staff and players to make sure nobody goes after someone on the field. That's his job. And to make sure that their, their people don't get messed with either. So he's right there. Uh, he pushes Greenlaw back as Greenlaw starts to move towards their sideline. Greenlaw reacts, puts his hand across Dom's face, and then extends his finger at the end of that. And then you can see pretty obviously uh, it looks like Dom moves his face back and it looks a little bit like a grazed hand throw. I'm not even going to call it a punch because that's not a punch. If Greenlaw wanted to punch somebody, that's not what it would look like. Uh, It It was almost like an eye poke in MMA. Yeah. But sure. obviously he didn't actually poke him in the eye or anything. Right. And so it was pretty lame. Um, but here's what happens afterwards. So what, what you can tell happens here is that is two guys making contact with each other on the sideline. Now, if Dom is a coach, if he is a coach, that is a, that is a 15-yard penalty normally on the team. Um, but, it, but it wasn't called on the field, first of all, because uh, the ref didn't see uh, Dom make initial contact with Greenlaw. So Greenlaw uh, gets called for, uh, for his contact with the sideline, which is totally correct, and it should have happened 100%. But then Dom, because it wasn't called on the field, doesn't get busted. And apparently, Rule 19 for uh, the review committee states that uh, New York cannot call uh, a penalty on coaches or team staff in review, but can only call it on players. 
an action that takes place on the field. So uh, Greenlaw ends up with the penalty as called, and New York does not have the authority to call that. A lot of people question that, like, why didn't they? And this, was, uh, this happened later with the vice president of officiating and a local reporter um, from Philadelphia uh, who explained that. So uh, it was chaos. Like, I'm describing it and taking so long because it literally became the story of the game outside of the score. Um, and Greenlaw gets ejected from the game as well. New York made that decision because in their eyes, it looked like at the time he was throwing a punch. Greenlaw was as baffled as anybody why New York thought he was throwing a punch. He's like, no, nah, I wasn't trying to hit him. I was pointing at Devonta. He stated that in his interview later. And he goes, he's like, if I was going to punch a man, that's not how I'm throwing a punch. And that's the, those are his words, not mine. But it was pretty funny to watch in, in the end. At the time, I was very upset that there was only a penalty on the 49ers because you can clearly see that Dom made first contact with Greenlaw uh, when you watch the whole thing. So I was a little bummed about that. But uh, Are you really, though? I, yeah, no, I was. I, I, because it also could mean that Greenlaw is out for the first half of the next game, depending on what the NFL decides. Um, it doesn't seem like that's what's going to take place, according to Shanahan and Lynch in their initial conversations with the NFL but they do have the right to boot him out for one half of the game since he got ejected in the second half uh, of this one. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens with that. I'll, I'll definitely be watching to uh, see that. But uh, Brock Purdy in, in this game, again, mentioned 300 yards, uh, four touchdowns, did a phenomenal job. Uh, get, take away those first two drives, like we said, in the first quarter, and he beat the living crud out of the Eagles for four quarters. Um, before this game. The odds on MVP voting were that Brock was at plus 900 and Jalen Hurts was at plus 325, I believe. After the game, Brock moved to plus 150 and Jalen moved down to plus 400. So Brock currently sits as the Las Vegas uh, favorite uh, for MVP in the NFL. Um, Nobody on this show agrees with that. Myself included. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I know you guys don't agree with that. There are some other prime candidates right now still out there. Well, uh, not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. He didn't have his best day this week. Also went out for a bit. Uh, did go out for a bit. Mm -hmm. Did get hurt in that game. Um, yeah. Glad he's okay. Genuinely. Um, the, the thing that James and I said when we, when we saw this in the document is like, he's not the MVP of his team. Like he's, he's, like, he's not even like the, probably the third best player on this team. Oof. Probably he's not. He's he's probably the third right now. You think he's think better than CMC, Debo, Trent Williams, or any of your defensive guys? You think he's or Nick Bosa? It's not even interesting. You, Nick you, Bosa. You'd think he'd be one the third best. Of he might the not whole even be top team. five, bro. I think he. I think he's playing. No, don't hate me when I say this. Please don't hate me. He's playing like it. He is playing. I, I I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that CMC is doing something that no 49er has ever done. So that, that's that been pretty historic for us. He just hit 1,000 yards yeah. this weekend. For since uh, is like 2014. He's going, I mean, he's going to get real close. If he has an, a couple of more good weeks, which we expect him to, given certain schedule things coming up, um, he's going to get real close to a certain touchdown number. I mean, that, that really matters. Like, he could get close. I, I understand that, but I'm so, just saying. I'm just I'm, saying. No, I'm, giving, I'm building up CMC as a candidate. I, for, and, and I oh, think you're right now, CMC. I I, talking, I'm saying CMC. I thought, I thought you're talking you're Brock. I you're no, 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 no. This is CMC. CMC just hit that number. Yeah. 
and he may hit a touchdown number that's very significant to the NFL. Like I, uh, he's he could touch it. Um, but uh, the only other guy that's playing there right now, that and and I know this sounds bad, but is Fred Warner. Look at Bosa's numbers. Yeah, no, Nick I Bosa hasn't been the guy. It's more of a body of work it, thing of like who's... Yeah, the four are getting it. I mean, the four are getting the side push. I, yeah. Kinlaw had two sacks yesterday. Okay. Kalia uh, Davis, who was IR'd all last year, uh, got his first sack in the NFL yesterday. Or the other day, sorry. Um, but, uh, and, and really, if you're just looking at the whole body of work, he's playing better than Trent right now. I'm just saying right now. Like, right now, he's definitely playing better than Trent. I think you can make a case for Fred. Fred's been unfreaking real uh, for the last month, especially. But, like, and I get what CMC is. Totally understand it. I uh, agree with that. But right now? Yeah. And, and I get what you guys are saying. Like, he's probably not the best player. He's not the best player on our team. But what he is doing... What he is doing and the numbers that he's putting up and the consistency that yeah. he's hitting. He's number one in almost every quarterback category. You can't even tell me that another quarterback's having a better year than him as of right now. Like he, other than touchdowns and yards, okay? And I understand those are two very big metrics. Every metric is in his favor. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't disagree with that. I think mostly where my issue with this comes is basically the whole point of this conversation, which is Brock Purdy MVP. And it's like, there needs to be like a, a level of expectation for this guy to where, yes, the numbers are great and he's playing fantastic and he's in an amazing system and that's all good. But like anybody who has a brain and is watching football can watch the games and can yeah. watch individual players and can say, here's where the value is. Uh, mm, what he fair. does is incredibly valuable, but you know, it, it's very hard to pretend like, he's the most valuable player in the league with what he's doing. He just happens to be doing exactly what he should be doing. Uh, probably exceeding that on, in all honesty, because sure. not anybody can just jump in there and do that, yep. but he's sure. not asked to be Jimmy to, to do a whole lot. It, exactly. I mean, Jimmy G when he's in that offense, everybody talks about quarterback wins and look at his win percentage and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, this is kind of what he I was leave, talking but when he about leaves the whole time. But when he leaves the, the, the Niner system, he's now the worst quarterback when he was healthy and playing. He was like number four. Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> was like absolutely terrible. And I don't think. Yeah. So I never, ever want to take anything away from Brock when we have this conversation. It's more of a, hey, like the other side of the thing has gone too far now. I, we need yeah. to like bring it back to the center here. Be like, here's a great quarterback who's doing a lot of really good things, who just so happens to not be the best player on his offense, but benefits from that. Yeah. Because I'll say this. Sam Darnold starts. We can win 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. Dar- we, we can win 10 games. If if you take Jalen Hurts out of Philly, that team will, might win nine. Yeah, but I, but again, I think because I, I think the thing that always gets we we we've talked about is like the word valuable is completely yeah. lost on this award. Yeah, because it be, it's a quarterback award. Because it's, it's quarterback, but I just think yeah. like like okay, yeah, you take away Patrick Mahomes from that Chiefs team, they're they they five seven. I I give him seven. But like to me, yeah. I go. If you want to talk about value, like he probably is what are value- we stepping down to? I guess would be my question at the quarterback. But that right. just show, it shows the value of the position because right. we're only having that conversation about certain people, right? Right. The only because the only other guy that like moves the radar like that's not a quarterback. Okay, I mean, genuinely, you're gonna CMC is that guy in in San Francisco right now, Terry but also Hill, you can say Watt. that 
Tyreek and Watt. Yeah, that's Watt, probably Watt is probably the biggest one for me. Yeah. Um, because McDaniel's still gonna be coaching Miami, and that's gonna get you some dubs. Yeah. So, um, but Watt is literally the reason they win games. Um, you could you could almost make that same case for Miles Garrett. We've tried to already this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he has can take over games. I just think TJ's in his own class. Uh, when yeah. it comes to that, and you know, ultimately, but, we'll we'll see how this you know everything falls at this point yeah. of the season. Like the with the whole backup situation in in Pittsburgh, even though their quarterback situation hasn't been the best, like they're going to have to put out Mitch Trubisky out there for the rest of the season. And who knows how much they can still continue to win games. And if you haven't hit a certain game threshold, it is hard to like give you an MVP to a certain extent, which is like my same thing with CJ Stroud, for example, like I think he's legitimately inserted himself into a conversation, uh, you know, and we'll see if it's going to be taken seriously over the next several weeks but the Texans also have to keep winning games. Like they probably have to win like uh, at least 11 games, maybe well, for I him to be an MVP conversation. With, I think that's totally fair. Has to, has to win games, but also like something we talked about before is like, we've talked about other people like being in the conversation. It's like, yeah, but they're not, they're not, if they don't win their division. Yeah. Like, I feel like that, that's a huge, that's a huge deal. You do need to win the division. I mean, well, you, 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 you look do. at the South now, Trevor Lawrence might be out for, you well, know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, there's a good, and, and there might be a, there. You might have that there, but I was, that's what I'm saying is that you got to win games, and like I, I don't think you can rightfully, for the integrity of the award, give that award to someone who's maybe like third in their division as opposed to someone who's just won their division. Yeah. I just think that I that agree with that. I, I think that that matters, but a um, lot. You know, in the in the case of Brock, we had the conversation last week. Like, is this guy a top three quarterback? And we didn't want to do that. We didn't want to do that. I think now you kind of have to. I think it's pushing the needle on that conversation. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, you know, the guy you drop right now, in terms of who's playing well right now, you drop Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, with this conversation, it, it really depends on where you're setting it. Because if you look this year, um, you know, am I saying that in the body of work that I, you know, have, have taken in over these past several years, would I consider Brock Purdy to be a top three quarterback? Not necessarily, like if I'm just having a general conversation. But when you look at this season and the poor-ish performances at, from some people that we maybe expected to have bigger leaps, uh, all of the injuries, like basically the entire context of the season, you can't have that conversation and say Brock Purdy's not top three. Uh, I'm not saying he's top three just generally, but right. I, it's hard to not right. look at the landscape of the season and say he's not in that conversation, which ultimately will land and MVP talks because as we know, it's a quarterback award. And at the end of the day, a lot of times you're going to get the award. If you're the quarterback on the team that has the best record and the numbers would back it up. So, you know, it's watching the games and watching the other players and the value that they add where I kind of have a hard time getting there. Yeah. And I think for people that are, are maybe listening and you're like, Oh, how can you, how can you drop, how can you drop Patrick Mahomes out of that conversation? Well, it's really easy right now. Because Brock Purdy is fourth in touchdowns. Mahomes is fifth. Brock Purdy is seventh in yards. Mahomes is eighth. So if you're comparing the body of work from this year, as Jameson just really stated really well, um, that, that's why. And I understand like it's a 1A, 1B type of scenario here in that conversation, but you got to put Brock in the three, and I think your, your other two are probably Stroud. And uh, and I got no issue saying that it's still Jalen Hurts. It's yeah. one game. Like this was one game. Mm-hmm. Hurt Hurts scored five touchdowns last week. The, the, yeah, and this was their third game in thirteen days. 
Like, I'm going to also tack that on there and say, hey, this is a lot. It's a lot of football real fast. And, uh, and maybe they weren't 100 going into this game. Uh, but this is the one you got to get up for. That's mm-hmm. dang sure. Yeah. And um, I mean, this is the same kind of argument that a lot of people will make for Tua as well. And I don't know how much of that, um, like the, the Tua and the Brock Purdy people, I don't know how much those cross over to where they're making the same arguments for each other. But if you're going to have the argument about a guy like Tua and the numbers that he has and oh, Tua should be in this MVP conversation, uh, you know, Brock Purdy has a better case for that. So, yeah. uh, and, and he doesn't have the. He he obviously has amazing wide receivers right now in San Francisco, but he even doesn't have what Tua has at wide receiver right, right now. Yeah. So if you're going to make that argument for for a guy like Tua, uh, and again, just watching the teams that are winning, the numbers that they're putting up, yeah, we can watch the game and know, you know, this isn't the best quarterback I've ever seen, but at some point, part of it's undeniable. Yeah. I mean, right now, Tua's at 24 touchdowns, Brock's at 23. Uh, but but Tua does have ten interceptions. Brock has six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and again, we're just we're splitting some hairs here to have the conversation. So, do we agree that he's the MVP? No, I think we we all in our hearts would say Jalen Hurts is still the MVP right now because you take him off that team and they're not they're not winning a playoff game. The Niners could still win a playoff game with Sam Darnold at the helm, and I and I, I and I don't think they could win multiple necessarily with Darnold mm-hmm. at the helm. But they could win a game. Yeah, it's just because that team I don't know. Sometimes is that I good. wonder with like the arm that Darnold has, like that would be fun to see. Just to it, see yeah, what, but then I also wonder the decision about the brain making. that he has. Yep. Yeah, it's the decision making, yeah. and, and that's what what elevates Brock in these conversations is the yeah. decision. The decisions mm-hmm. are great. Um, I say the same thing often about Tua. Like he makes great decisions, throws um, with anticipation, also, and yep, that's all you need in these offenses and, right now. Yeah, that Tyreek Hill touchdown this week. Yeah, that was. That was great. Per- I, I mean, yeah, Purdy I almost had a, Purdy had one to Ayuk over the middle. Yep, right at the goal yep, line. That was thing. a beautiful throw. I mean, it was it was it, he he threw it right out of the break. Both of them. They're anticipating the break. They just know where he's supposed to be, and you go uh, with Tyreek. There's a there's a little more give there. <laughs> just being real honest, yeah. but yeah, your margin um, for error is much larger with Tyreek. Yeah. Well, obviously, I got some heavy opinions this week, but I want to get to another thing that I have a heavy opinion about. Uh, the college football playoff got announced uh, Sunday after a, for Grant and I, a really horrible Friday night of football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, exciting at times. Like I was, a, it was a really good game. We, it was a great game. Like full, full transparency. It sucked, yeah. but it was it's, a really the good The outcome game. sucked for, for us as fans, but it was a great game. Genuinely was. Um, and uh, the... Ducks defensive coordinator and defense has a lot to answer for going into next year. Yeah. Um, there are two losses coming from a total of six points to the same team and giving up 30 plus uh, both times that they lost to that team. Uh, I said this multiple times to any Duck fan that would listen, by the way, just since we're talking local for a moment. There's, it's a problem when you can't get to the quarterback in football. And the Ducks had five games this year where they did not sack the quarterback once. And I said this many times. And I, Duck fans, oh, don't worry. No, no, they made excuses and excuses. Every Duck fan I talked to, some real good Duck fans who know the game, and I'm like, guys, it's bad. Um, and Penix had all stinking day. You watch the Washington State game, they had him on his butt multiple times. That game, that Washington game shouldn't game. have won. Uh, yep. Honestly, like Washington, yeah, Washington shouldn't have won, won that, that game. Penix played really bad. 
um, and was rattled the whole time. Uh, and I don't think that Washington's going to make any noise in the college football playoff. By the way, they are one of the four teams, and I'll get into that in a moment. But, like, yeah, they, you, you just got to get after them. So, Duck fans got to suck that one up. That's your defense's fault, 100%. They had well, they two just, different they times. Just, I, I totally feel like, especially in the first half, like, I, so I watched most of it. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I watched all of it. And I was just like, they, this defense just has no fire. There, there was nothing like they were missing tackles. Yep. They weren't even trying to go for balls like 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 their corners and their DBs were just letting them like they were giving up on routes. Like it was just like they it totally to me felt like they thought they were going to come here and win this game. I, I watched didn't. a defensive back sit four yards off of I'm going to forget which one of the main two receivers it was four yards off. Say of, maybe dude catches the ball. And it was Manning uh, that, that did this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Manning lets him catch the ball and then sees which direction he's going to go before he moves at him. Like, he didn't just run up and murder him while he was trying to catch it. He stood there, waited, and he caught the ball, then he watched his shoulder shake, and then he went up and form tackled. And I'm like, what, what are you doing yeah. that you would not anticipate needing to murder that guy with the ball in the air? He just made no movement. His eyes were... He watched him catch the ball. He yeah, watched that's, him. That, like, there was multiple like, times where I'm like, you're huh? just you're waiting after the fact to make your play, and and I understand our Ben don't break defense. Like I totally get it. Sure, I, I I absolutely get it. But that made no sense. It was just a bad football play, and I saw that happen several times. Not like that instance, but like several bad football plays on the defensive side. They just seemed unaware of what their job was. Well, that but I, I I even boil it down to the very last like real play besides the, the kneel. But when it's third and fourth or something like that, forty seconds left. And they let the running back get 12 yards because they missed like three tackles. The, missed three tackles. You also had a safety that was 14 yards off the ball and you know it's coming. Are you he was like 14 yards like, back. Like Galen DeBoer is a legit like top three coach in this league. Yeah. Like he's, he's not trying to get cute. He's trying to win this game. Yeah. He's going to run the ball and shoot the clock. <laughs> yeah. You your enemy it- is the clock. And yet you like let you miss all your tackles. That was bad. And you let him get 12 yards and seal the game or whatever the yards end up being. It was, I was like, to me, that was the epitome of the game. Yeah. Because. Like, dude, like, Bonick struggled the first, but he, he gave them, and he put them in a position to win. And I love that guy. I wish him all the best going forward. I hope he doesn't play in the Ducks, Ducks Bowl game. I don't want to see him play again. I want to be healthy for the combine. He's and then go he's going to play. And, uh, yeah, and, and genuinely, like, have a good career in the NFL. Uh, the four teams that made it into the playoff uh, ended up being Washington, uh, you know who deserve that? Uh, they're a they're a power yeah, the five team. The winner of that team was going to go in. Yeah, that pa- game was gonna go in. but they're a power five team unbeaten, and they absolutely deserved it. And the Pac twelve yeah. was a freaking monster this year. It, yeah. the depth there was so good. I um, genuinely there are there are three. Of course, of course, it is. There are three good teams <laughs> in the SEC this year. Three good teams, uh, and two of them duked it out last week. So. SEC fans can say whatever the crap they want, but there was three good teams in the Yeah, in SEC's that a little weak this year. Don't even, don't um, even try. Yeah, because Mizzou's legit, especially with that running back. Holy cow. Like, they're legit, and they got a great kicker, too. That dude dropped, like, uh, three over 50 yards in the last two weeks. But, um, but Mizzou's legit, and genuinely, it was Alabama and Georgia. And, yeah, I'm saying LSU is not good. They uh, won. For, they lost four for games. LSU. Or three yeah, games, whatever they, they lost. They lost four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And, like there was just nobody else competing, so whatever. But Washington deserved it. Uh, Michigan deserved it absolutely after the Ohio State win, and then uh, blanking Iowa twenty six zero unbeaten. 
Yeah. Um, absolutely deserved it. And then Alabama beats Georgia by not a lot and gets themselves into it. I kind of have a problem. This is why I'm so glad we're going to 12 teams next year. Can you believe that there are people that, that are upset that they're going to 12 teams? I No, you're all idiots. Anybody that doesn't well, want that to happen, you're I'm, dumb. Most people who, who prefer college football over the NFL are probably not very intelligent either. <laughs> no offense, but you're going to tell, tell me that you're going to tell me you're going to tell me that that the product that you see where you see teams who are better absolutely blow out these like these low life teams and you're going to tell me that them winning by 60 points is good football. Yeah, Shut up. We're not we're not talking to a specific conference no, no. that only makes their teams play eight conference games during the year. We're but not it's, we're not talking it's, it's, to that's them. That's why and like this whole four team thing this is just proof that this doesn't work because teams there's so many other teams that should be in Florida State should be in I understand that what they did and and them not being very impressive in their last game but that's also what's dumb if it's like oh because you didn't win by 40 points you're not in and this other team is that was outside of the top four all season because if we're just doing this by the eye test so in in the last team you know again this was so dumb is that it's there's an eye test well, no, I'm just saying we okay. We still have we haven't said the other two teams. Yeah. So you, you still so we had to say Sorry. Alabama got Alabama, in, Alabama, <laughs> and then uh, Texas. And Texas gets in as a conference champion, also a one loss team, but they did beat Alabama, who made it in. So you kind of got to give it to them. Yeah. Um. And and again, conference championship should matter. If we if we start denying that, I I'm gonna have an issue. Sure. Especially when it's a one loss team. Um. That you know didn't exactly get bounced. So um. But when it comes, if we're because if we're just going to have the eye test conversation, just that Georgia is absolutely in. Yes, Alabama is in. Yes, okay. Michigan is in. Michigan is in. And Texas, Texas is in. Yes. Washington's not in yes. on the eye test because if you and somebody said this very well this week, if you were to put Oregon against Washington in Eugene or a neutral site right now, Vegas would favor Oregon. That's that tells you what you need to know. Like it would still happen. Yeah, if they were to play a third time, the Ducks would still be favored, and they were favored in both those other games. So, um, on the eye test, that's your four. Period. Okay, I understand Florida State wouldn't be in on an eye test because they lost their quarterback. I have a huge issue though with us saying that conference champ- conference championships do not matter, and that an unbeaten conference champion should not be allowed to play in the playoff. That's insane. Yeah, a Power Five program absolutely deserves it. And the precedent that they set, I understand. They couldn't have got away with this any other year. I mean, seriously, there would have been anarchy and chaos in the streets because everybody knows what's coming. Next year, we get 12 teams. Mm-hmm. And so which they're is like, what it should have been years and years and years which ago. Is, which is where we should have started. Yeah. yeah. If it's you're going to have a committee and there's going to be this many teams involved, having the number before was, was so always going to be a bad dead. start. Yeah. yeah. It, and, it, and honestly, there has been historically one conference that has suffered of the Power Five, and that is the one that we root for teams in. Um, not, you know, anymore. The, not anymore. Not anymore, but uh, you know, there's an obvious bias that, that has been in there the whole time. It's been for the SEC and not for others. Because genuinely, you have to consider this. Like, I understand the conversation between Alabama and Texas is hard. I get it. But, you gotta, but realistically, at the end of the day, you should have only been able to pick one. Florida yeah, State well, deserved an automatic bid. Yes. Unbeaten, unbeaten, and a conference champion. I get it, guys. I get it. They're probably going to lose. By but they're not going to freaking be TCU. They're not, no. That's not happening again. 
It's not. Even well, even as bad as they might be offensively, they still have an insanely good defense. And like to tell them that they weren't good enough is just ridiculous. When they won 13 with and a few of them with their backup quarterback. Yeah. They beat every opponent that came at them all year long as a team. And then you take it away from them because one guy gets hurt. And I I have serious issues with that decision making well, process. I think this whole thing, honestly. Alabama like, should have been booted. I have I I, it should have been Texas. Because, Texas beat well, Alabama. Just how insane is it that Georgia, who was number one the entire year, that I think it's the first time this happened in Georgia's lost I can one, count, two, I, one game in the last 30 and two games in the last 32. I was yeah. going to say, I can count on one finger the number of games that Georgia's lost in the past like two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and they barely lost oon. it. And they barely lost it. It wasn't like Alabama came in there and dominated Bro, them. You got to go back two and a half years to find their other loss. And, and they're not in. And they don't get in. It's so, it's Plus, so bad. So, and, and what do you, at least should have given us I, eight. And I would never believe either if it were a different time of year, like if it were a week before this, you're telling me that Bama beats Georgia and Georgia drops out of the top four. If it's any other time of year. No. After they held it, especially, especially you know, they held it all year. They held the number yeah. one spot the last two years, essentially. Exactly. Right. Anytime Alabama has lost this number one, they go to like number three. You well, know? they they did drop out to eight, and they well, bounced I mean, back. In, in previous years, when they've been yeah. a dominant team, if they had Fair. lost, they aren't like, oh, Bama's now fifth in the nation. You know, yeah. Yeah. but but it it goes to show, and we've always we've always had this issue. It's when you lose matters in college football, and that's also stupid. That's absolutely asinine. If it's regular season, who the crud cares? These conference championships are just to label a conference champion. Yeah, and to put forth a team for consideration, but that you're denying the entire regular season and the fact that Georgia was also perfect within its regular season. We forced the conference championships, or I should say, college football forced that on them. So, it, it, because we used to not do that either, we used to just say you're the you're the champion. You had a tiebreaker, maybe with this, whatever. Season. Yeah. Um. Well, but that was it. Could you just imagine how it would go in the NFL? If it's like, oh. You know, you're you're not in the playoffs because you're back. No, no. The way you win and you are in the playoffs based on your merit record. and your record, your wins and your losses talk. Yep. Not how much of a win you got, not how big of a loss you got, not who was taking snaps behind the center. It is so stupid. College football, it, the, the committee needs to go away and it needs to be based on your merit. How many wins? How many losses? The I'm NCAA so- just needs to have a setup num- numerical system. Numerical this system. This is what it mathematically is. Mathematically being eliminated. And we're done. Clinching yeah. playoffs. Now, I will I say, I do think the number being 12 as we move forward is enough of a sample size to get rid of some of the things that we're yeah. having issues with right now. Because at some point, you'll be splitting hairs when you're like, oh, but this team was 13th or 14th in the nation and they didn't make it. And it's like, okay, well, you know. There's more well, but of that's a sample why you, size to where we're not. Well, at the but that's also top. why you. That's why you. The the way, the way to eliminate these conversations, like oh well, blah blah, blah the wins, well the, the this team looked better on paper. It, that's why it needs to be a mathematical system of who gets in and who doesn't, because then it's you're not arguing with some bozos who sit up there and watch the games on their leather couches. Yeah. Um. Like it's instead a, a system that's implemented into college football. And for those of you that would say. Well, how can you do that? Because you have these lower-level D1 schools, i.e. Liberty, James Madison, those are uh, that don't play certain teams. You put in strength of schedule into the equation, and we're done. 
Now, when I say all that, there is something scary that comes to mind. Okay, because we're basically saying, well, we want the BCS. We had a computer system and we all hated it mm-hmm. because it eliminated certain people based on certain criteria. But the formula just needs to be simple. It needs to be wins, losses. Conference champions uh, are automatic bids, so it goes to wins, lo- win-loss after that. You compute tiebreakers by head-to-head. Then conference, uh, you go to conference win percentage. And then you, for, the, uh, for the rest of it, you, uh, you put in um, the strength of schedule, the win-loss of those opponents versus common opponents, all that crap factors in like that, and we're done having a conversation. Um, the, uh, uh, but like 12 is going to be pretty easy to fill up with great teams. Yeah. And I think that's, what's awesome. The thing that sucks for me and in the scenario as a duck fan, I'll just put it in perspective like this realignment. <laughs> Bo Nix is getting hosed out of a playoff opportunity. Bo Nix is definitely, I'm a, I'm, I have no issue saying this definitely this year the best quarterback in college football. Well, He's not going to win a Heisman now. He is not going to be in a playoff. And I, and I, I know Penix is great and everything, but Bo beat you two ways. Uh, and his accuracy is literally all time. But I swear, if Jaden Daniels gets it... If Jaden Daniels gets it, it's absolute garbage. I have more... I, like, I would have much... Oh. much. I guess we'll have much more if Penix gets it over Bo Nix. Yeah. Because uh, Jaden Daniels' season ended like a month ago. It didn't, but it ended a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Mike just mm-hmm. Mike just uh, kicked in. If we if we get rid of the NCAA now Power Four conferences, which is fair, um, <laughs> if we get rid of those Power Four conferences, uh, the NCAA makes their own playoff uh, and standing system, and all the money would follow. That's fair. Um, if we, you get rid of the uh, the Power Four, but it, realistically, given the culture, uh, the SEC would never allow that to happen <laughs> and, which also and is just completely stupid that like these conferences have power over things like that they do this whole thing is broken oh, college yeah. football is broken it's all political it's all just who can give the most money it's completely corrupt it's nonsense so yeah. those of you that try to tell us that college football is better than the nfl you're you don't know d- what you're, you're talking wrong. about well we got a lot more to get to i'm gonna go ahead because i want to uh because he's here with us anyway um and uh, he's just sitting in the waiting room I want to go ahead and just welcome in our buddy Mike to the conversation, and we'll continue moving through our dialogue for the evening. Um, how's it going, buddy? Evening, gents. It's going pretty well over here. Sweet. Um, obviously, some very passionate conversations at the start of the uh, program this evening. Uh, I saw that. And uh, a lot of a lot of hate, like most of the country's giving. Uh, nobody's happy about what happened in college football, but I, I know we need to move on from that. Um, a couple other things that happened in the NFL this week, um, both, and you guys heard Jameson describe both scenarios, I think, or Grant jumped in on one of them, um, but, uh, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville lost, uh, quarterbacks and also games this week. Uh, Jacksonville, yes, last night had the opportunity to claim the number one spot in the AFC. They could have Uh, controlled their destiny. If they went out, they for sure have locked in a number one seed, but obviously, yeah. We, we saw it happen. Also, With the loss, Trevor they Lawrence is still being ex- ex- uh, escorted to the locker room. <laughs> dude, he is still being where escorted. is that cart for that poor guy? Dude, I, he's your franchise dude. He's your franchise guy, and you you freaking let him hobble that far? 
I mean, that even was if he told bro. you, I don't want a cart. That's you're an like, Urban no, Meyer move. <laughs> Urban Meyer garbage. Yeah, that's what that is. That just also screams. actually kind of insane that it's only like a sprain that he's mm-hmm. working yeah. with in his ankle. Very thankful for that because he that did not. A, that was one of those reactions that I always hate to see from a player because it. You oh, know, he threw his helmet. Very emotional. Angry. Where because yeah. a lot of times when you're a player, you kind of know when it happened, you know, yeah. or what happened. Um, you, so to you see know that kind of reaction, I was like, oh man, not Trevor Lawrence, but well, it, where dude, the everyone's low... going down quarter, dude, I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little bit, but it's insane, man. Well, where the, but the low, where the low, uh, contact was, I was like, no, oh, don't be an Achilles. Yeah. Don't be the Achilles. Yeah. Cause that, now, and that's what I thought. An ankle sprain can still be several weeks. So like, you know, don't get well, too excited, but first, first word out of Jacksonville is he, it is, no, it is, a, it is high, it is high. but it it's a it comes with a big caveat, no real damage, okay, which is a which is much different uh, from an from another player that just had to have surgery mm-hmm. uh, and is expected back in a few weeks. But um, and yeah, his his was no real damage, so they only put the cue on him for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, As that's a, more of a I, pain management situation than it is. Like, this is a Patrick injury. Mahomes sprain, if you yeah. will. If you guys remember playoffs last year. Uh, this is that kind of scenario. So, um, but Pickett over in Pittsburgh did have to have surgery. Uh, he will definitely be missing a few games. And the aforementioned Mitch Trubisky, uh, who we know Jameson loves ooh, ooh, to death. Let's go. Uh, his favorite quarterback. Guys, his favorite. <laughs> um, still has a job. Um, he has a winning record. I don't want to hear anything about winning you mean, records. You mean, you mean <laughs> pro bowler Mitch Trubisky? Come on. Mitch Trubisky. Well, yeah. <laughs> Who's like better, pro, pro Bowl Mac Jones or Pro Bowler Mitch Trubisky? Uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, probably. If we're, if we're comparing the seasons in which they got their Pro Bowls, yeah, yes. probably. It's I Mac mean, Jones. I would still take Mac Jones right now if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's a hard question. That's a hard question. I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. That's I, so hard. I know you got. Look, we're me and Jameson are just decisive. Okay, I understand. We're talking like a <laughs> dude. Mac Jones has been benched to, like six times this year. Yeah, but imagine Mitch Trubisky in that offense. At least I've seen Mac Jones do well somewhat yeah. recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is more recent. I think we can all nod our heads at that comment. <laughs> that's true. Um, Still, that's yikes. But yeah, Pittsburgh did lose to Arizona on Sunday, uh, who does look a little different, obviously. Kyler Murray uh, selfie. With, with the little guy running around. Uh, you know, James, James Conner is back. Yep. Had a good game, game for him. Yep. Uh, McBride looks like a guy. I mean, he's been ha- he was having a good year before. Uh, Kyler came back, but he he really yeah. does look like a guy. Um, it's almost like having a good quarterback can make a difference. It's so it's weird. Almost like. Uh, and speaking of people that we thought were bad at playing quarterback, uh, Jordan Love gets a win Sunday night against yeah. the freaking Chiefs he in has, a game I, we didn't bother to throw in to pick them, guys. Well, because I think that's a fair. We would all swept it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't think any of us would have. We but, try to pick games based on the conversation. Jordan, Mike scratching Jordan, his head. Mike, Jordan have. Love. Uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting game for sure. Um, Jordan Love's not bad at football though. No. The last three games, he is eight eight touchdowns, zero picks. I think almost nine hundred yards. Mother of God. Yeah, he's, he's having uh, him and Christian uh, Watson are hooking up pretty nice. I I yeah. think that he actually had a pretty nice little thing happen to him this season where there was you know he was under microscopes at the beginning and he had a couple of flashes and then. Uh, he's not looking so great. And then people just kind of stopped talking Watching about him seemingly 
for like the middle portion of the season to kind of allow him to kind of just cook a little bit. And now it's like, oh, he's actually like consistently been putting out some pretty good performances here. And then you start to see him in primetime games. Now they're starting to win some games. And, you know, we talked about the Packers a little bit. And I was like, I don't know if I'm completely ready to like sign off on LaFleur not being a good coach when he had only lost like what two regular season games in the past like couple seasons. Granted, he had Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I was like, I, I'm pretty stoked to see uh, him, him turn out here. And Dude, but there's, I'm a little, there's no I'm a little surprised, but I, you know, I, I was, I was no never shot. a, a they doubter. They luck out. They luck out and get a third. Like, I'm not going to sit here and claim that he's going to be another. Yeah. They get a third Hall of Famer in a row. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. But you, you okay. do but ironically like, see some like Aaron Rodgers like behaviors just well, from him watching him. Like some back, like, back leg, like running back off the back I leg. Mean, that kind of stuff. The tape, the tape agrees, bro. I, I mean, and the numbers, the numbers are there. Jordan Love has more passing yards than Russell Wilson, than Dobbs, than Lamar Jackson, than Matt Stafford, than Baker Mayfield. He has Matt Stafford 20, missed the game. Yes, he did. He has 22 it, touchdowns. Sure. I don't think he would have got there even though with the game, though. His 22 touchdowns. He is, it, he is tied with Patrick Mahomes for touchdowns on the season. Him and Patrick Mahomes both have 22 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And and Jordan Love just beat him. And Jordan yeah, Love but, beat him on But if you, count, if you count the Chiefs' drops in the end zone, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. it, that number I mean, comes that back up for Mahomes. Just saying. Mahomes probably has 45 touchdowns. <laughs> it does. That, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, the thing, the thing he doesn't have is the completion percentage is not there. And granted, yeah. we know what he's working with as opposed to uh, Mahomes, by the way, still has a 67.8 completion percentage, That's, even with all those drops. That might be the most impressive stat uh, this season. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still number eight. You, you could league. honestly, to briefly go back to our MVP conversation, you could say that he he's literally just a handful of drops away from being by far the considered MVP the again? league MVP. But because if, if, the if, guys uh, on his side didn't catch what he threw to them, he's no longer the MVP. <laughs> Kind of funny. Well, yeah. What was that game where the where that receiver had that massive drop against in primetime, whatever that was? The Eagles. Yeah, the yeah, what Eagles you, game. What yeah. do you that which, game, which that game winning drop game that they dropped? <laughs> yeah, which one? That's fair. But the one everybody saw because it was primetime. That. that was a good catch. Valdez no. Scantling drops it yeah, over the was. shoulder. Yeah. Week one the Lions dropping in primetime. Yeah. Oh man, Tony had a terrible game. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, These Jordan are all Love. valid points, guys. Jordan Love <laughs> is honestly been very impressive but i i do think he's kind of had the benefit of flying under the radar a little bit because he's you know he's not a rookie but for all intents and purposes kind of is at, at least as far yeah, as no, like getting on the field and starting football games um had the benefit of coming up under in rogers for a few years and you can kind of see a little more maturity already but i i do think he's had the benefit of this isn't one of the you know high ticket rookies that we got to follow this he's going to be all over the media because i do think that does a lot to to young players to an extent um so i think True. he's kind of been you know the beneficiary of like a, a very very good organization some really good coaching um and just kind of being low-key uh i don't well, know how green, much green bay is a quiet media exactly right? and, and i don't yeah, know like how it, much it, longer yeah. he'll be able to avoid that if he keeps playing well because Ultimately, the NFL is a better product when the Green Bay Packers are playing good football, in my opinion. Yeah, they're, um, they're, well, they're a legacy if they, franchise. If yeah. they beat out the Vikings for this spot, if they beat out the Vikings and he's in the playoffs. The Packers in the uh, playoffs is like 
the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA Finals. Because yeah. you know? where he's heading right now is 30 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. That that should be what he's on pace for is about 30 to 31 touchdowns. That's a franchise guy. Those are stats for a franchise <clears throat> dude. And he makes the playoffs with 4,000 plus yards. Is that a most Holy improved crud, player award? Is 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 he eligible? I for don't that? think he's eligible because he didn't play enough games. <laughs> yeah, he I, have Gina, he's the comeback I, player, right? Gina, yeah, but, but oh, that's Gina what I mean, actually comeback played player, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah you got a comeback player because yeah. he came off the bench. Yeah, we we don't need to have that conversation oh, you guys are still again. Salty, get over. <laughs> I'm gonna be it. salty about it for the rest of my life. Okay. He didn't come back from anything but being bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't care. Remember when you sucked? Yeah, don't care. And I'm, Jordan and now you don't suck. Good for you, Aaron Rodgers. Kind of hating that they drafted another quarterback. That's that's what don't care. Jordan Love come back from. <laughs> that's so funny. But I'm yeah. trying to figure out how many yards Jordan Love has. I can't find. I, ha- I can't imagine it's that hard to find, my man. I, dude, I'm literally looking at this stat thing, and I'm like, where? Oh, there he is. Okay, I was about to, I'm about to type. I got, it I got, in I got. It. He's at twenty. Like, so that's like one sentence you can Google. Four thousand yeah. might be difficult for him to hit. Uh, it's gonna be close. He'd have to average. Uh, he'd have to hit about. Two forty per game. That's, That's pretty doable. doable. It's, it's doable, but not necessarily for him. Yeah, he's got five games left. I don't know if he's going to get it. So, um, but anyway, I I know we got a f- couple other things to hit. Just real quick, um, the Chiefs should probably start winning some football games. But we just hit December. This is kind of the time where they flip a switch. I'll be real curious to see how they do that and how well they do that over the coming weeks. I don't want to take a whole lot of time there because we got some other things to get to, but like, I'm still not, they, they're still the chiefs. It's still any reason. Yeah. Patrick Holmes, like still it's going to happen, right? They're going to get the playoffs. They'll probably win a playoff game or two, three, like four. Bro, they they're win. getting to the playoffs. They're going to yeah. win a playoff game yeah. probably, but like, okay, this, this team, this, the skill players for the, for Mahomes is oh, like, he's never had before. And, and he is lifting them up, but he can only do only do so much. And we've yeah. seen in the last few weeks that those drops are adding up and they're yeah. literally changing the outcome of these games. Well, they're, yeah, they're literally they're taking the balls. The, the balls are perfectly thrown and the drops are killing them. And that's not something I don't think that's something you flip a switch on at this point in the season. I think no, they're going just, to look back. At, yeah, they're going to look back at this and be all like, yeah, we totally messed up on not making sure we had a receiver in here. But that's what yeah, this is so going to be. I do. I do like Rice. I do like Rasheed Rice. And but he yeah, just came they, back, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they need they need some but they need another compliment. Yeah. You, and you know, it, it might be too little too late to try to get that train rolling no, you at can't, the right. biggest time of the season. No, I mean they know? No, no, they I'm just saying going to... forward, this this is the thing they have to address. Like yeah. it's the yeah. thing. But there there's a lot of good wide receivers in this year's draft that that I think they'll be able to find their guy, you know, their Man. next Tyree Kill for four years or whatever. So I can't be able to pay at that point they won't be able to pay wide receivers what they're paying because of what they're paying Mahomes, but I think they'll be able to find their guy. I mean, they're also they've also just won it last year. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know that they're they're not like freaking out. And honestly, well, and the defense no, yeah, has, yeah. the defense has been playing consistent. And I I was shocked they ended up giving three touchdowns to, to Love, but uh, but, but the it, defense is getting better. But and has it's easily the best defense that Mahomes has ever had in his tenure. Oh, I would agree. I don't know. Yeah. Not, that you know, Niners Super Bowl that defense was pretty good. Nineteen was real good. Yeah. I, I mean okay. I. I as a 49er fan who had to watch Chris yeah. Jones I mean, eat us. Dear uh, yeah, Lord. I mean, numbers-wise, but I statistically, all, yeah, I think, I think all the numbers will tell you that this year is well, the best. Well, no, no, but I think statistically this defense is the best in terms oh, of the yards given up. That would be up. interesting. I'll have to take a look I'm, at I'm it. I'm like 95% sure. Yeah. 
Um, but well, also, but are we even going to be surprised though? Like, if they get into the Super Bowl, no, like no. we're not going to be surprised. I said all that, and then you know, well, we yeah. Here, they w- here's the thing too. Like to go along with that, again, there's still a lot of football left to be played. I would not be surprised if they're talking they about win the rest Patrick of the game. Mahomes is the, they won the rest of the games is the MVP this oh, season yeah. because they pulled it out. They ran the table and that's well, back to being, you know, through arrow. Yes. And five games, yeah, 300 yards pieces. and three touchdowns a game for the next five games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and none of us will be surprised. None yeah. of us. Um, but it does take us to a really good question in conversation. Cause you basically just open it up. Um, and so Jameson, why don't you jump on that? Uh, I know we're getting to our three big questions. Yeah. We'll through these. Uh, first one we've got here is who's going to end up as the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, real quick take. The Ravens. That's what I was going to say. I alluded to this this morning to someone this I was is, talking to. Because they're 9-3. and three. They just finally hit their bye. Yeah. They just are resting this week. I mean, unfortunately, they, they will be uh, playing the Rams at some point to finish the season. So we can count a loss there that's for this them. Week. But, I, that's okay. this week. I was going to throw <laughs> yeah. out there that maybe, maybe they're playing the 49ers as well. Uh, the Seahawks. Stay. So, I mean, they've at least got a couple of losses there. Yeah, they're circling the Seahawks. No, they already lost. They already Kick the crap out of the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Rams. They're circling that one. Was that a 30 pointer? Something like that. Yeah, 37 to three. Yeah, that, that was, was bad. That was, that was, that was a bad one. But yeah, we've we've got them coming up this week. Uh, so you can, but, you know, we'll put a we'll put a stop there. But ultimately, you know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see him. And I say place. that because the Ravens have what we just described. I think great teams beat people down, like beat them down and they beat them big. I think that's one thing that, that I, in watching the Niners play the Philadelphia, that was what showed where the Niners are at compared to Philly. Philly has won a lot of close games, a lot. And they, they're, they are spectacular winning close games, winning late, coming from behind and all that. But they put themselves in a ton of holes. That defense is not yeah. good. You want to know the a Ravens great way to beat down on people. Yeah, you want to know a great way to win games? Score have, a lot of points and yeah, have way more points, points than them. <laughs> yeah, and then they a, can't, and then they can't be in a close game. That's like, a good formula. You can't win a close game if it's not a close game to begin with. Which is James should write a freaking book. I'm I'm gonna spit a little fire here because I'm gonna say the Dolphins. Okay, <laughs> and here's no why. Problem with that? The Ravens last four games: Jags, Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. Oh, that's a, that's a gauntlet. That is that is tough. And let's look over here to these Dolphins. Their they final game. They also games, play the Rams. Don't don't forget. Yeah, they also play the Rams. Yes, and don't sleep on the Rams. They're actually playing really good football right now. But the Dolphins have the Titans, Jets, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills. I think the Dolphins have an easier path with the same schedule. So whoever wins that December thirty first Christmas or New Year's Eve game. Is probably taking this for uh, the AFC. I think. I like it. I, no, I like to take and I and and Jalen Ramsey's been a difference maker. Uh, yeah, that defense, that defense is literally turning better. around. Um, they're giving they're giving their defensive line some time to get to the quarterback uh, because their coverage is just that much better with him on the field, and that's pretty stinking obvious. Um, and Tyreek, by the way, was a monster again this last week. Um, I al- he almost had Randy Moss numbers if you guys were watching the first half. I mean, the first one was a break uh, 76, 78 yarder. Uh, we talked uh, a couple weeks ago about a long play for the 49ers that uh, that passed Ayuk that was the longest uh, uh, touchdown on, on the season. This is now the longest touchdown on the season is Tyreek catching that ball and taking off. Um, 
but no, I, Mike, I don't hate it at all. I think that me not considering the path uh, is why I'm choosing the Ravens. But I do think that the Ravens just beat teams down. And that defense has f- also gotten really good. We talked last week about how uh, Patrick Queen is finally becoming a guy for them. Kyle Hamilton's terrifying. Um, and all they do is sack the quarterback. I mean, we, we understand the recipe for success in the NFL is good quarterback play and get the other team's quarterback on the ground. Uh, that's that is how you will consistently win football games in the NFL. So I I like either one of them. Uh, I, I I like both those teams, but I like question, the Ravens a little bit. Question more. I have for you guys. Uh, question I have for you guys because it seems like both you, uh, Grant and Matt, are are leading Ravens, and obviously Mike, you're leading Dolphins. What do you think? Like, what's what record do you have to be to win the AFC this year? What would you, what would you I, think? You can't have no more than four losses. Thirteen and four. Yeah, I think that's you're gonna it. have to go. You're gonna have to go four and one. Okay, I, that, and that's why I'm taking the Chiefs out of the equation because they've already lost four. Well, here's the thing, I propose to you, the Chiefs are the, the AFC, Chiefs? Because, because here's here's the remaining schedule for the Chiefs. Okay, they play Buffalo. That is the hardest game they have the rest of the season. They play the Patriots after. They play the Raiders after. They play the Bengals after with a backup quarterback, even though he looked good. And then they play the Chargers to finish the season. Ooh. Of those that of whole, the three teams, they obviously Chiefs have never a lose much, the rest of the much easier record the rest of the way. Now, the Chiefs are not playing as good as the Ravens or the Dolphins, so I get that. But it's win-now time. It's when we would expect the Chiefs to do it. They have a much easier schedule. Basically, like it's, it's a must-win for them, probably in their eyes, for any chance to compete for the first seed against the Bills. Uh, I don't... I. I don't want to, you know, invade or pick them stuff, but if that were in pick them, I would fully expect myself to pick the Chiefs given the situation. But that's how I, I, I think the Chiefs are valid. So, and you, I, and you make a good point because I think based on uh, actually divisional standings, I think the the Chiefs actually have the tiebreaker on both the Dolphins and the Ravens because they've lost less AFC games than the other yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. So it goes into conference record. Yep. 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 Yeah. Now that makes so, sense. So it, you know, the nightmare that is like the the boss you can never beat, which seems to be the Chiefs in the AFC, or at least having the AFC go through Kansas City, despite that loss last night, and despite everything we've said about this season, and you know everybody's dropping balls, and Patrick Mahomes can't seem to catch a break, and this and that. It may not matter. It might not matter. They could still yeah. be the first seed uh, if if they and run again, the house. Now we're not going to be shocked if it happens. None yeah. of us. Now. I I would be a little shocked for them to win the AFC and lose a game. Like yeah. I, I I don't know if I can see a a five loss team taking the Making AFC yeah. unless something completely crazy happens. Unless every there. other team crumbles as well. Yeah, no, I I think literally the Ravens would have to lose to the Rams. I, I think that would have to happen, and then all of a sudden it gets interesting. But um, yeah, I you can't completely rule it out. And, and yeah. for what it's worth, again, looking at, at Jacksonville, I, I think they have a, a tougher schedule to finish the season. They at least play the Browns and the Ravens coming up here, too. Uh, and with Trevor, and they've Lawrence, already lost the Chiefs. Yeah, and, and I think with Trevor Lawrence going down, even if it's just for a week or two, uh, is enough to be like, well, you had going into that game the chance to take the AFC, and just in that one loss, you're basically out of that contention. So, um, yeah. I... Part of me wants to lean Ravens. I haven't been super impressed with the Ravens these past few weeks. At least there's just some 
coaching question marks that I'm like, didn't like that, even if you come out with the win. And they're kind of notorious for blowing games uh, when they do get close. And they shouldn't be close a lot of times. Because, again, they win a lot of their games by just stomping people out. But I had that stat. I'll always want to reference it this season, at least in the regular season while we can. They had those games where they were controlling time of possession and they were controlling everything in the game, and then they lose it right at the very end. And I don't yeah, like that when you are getting to this time of year. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I might want to lean Ravens, but Chiefs uh, still a compelling argument, and I do think Miami has kind of almost found a return to form. There, there was kind of a middle part in the season where people were like, did we overrate Miami because they scored 70 points? And 70 blah, blah, points blah. on one team, but, yeah. you know, H-hands back, and Tua seems to continue to do his thing and at least stay available and stay healthy and Tyreek is continuing to dominate and like you said Matt Jalen Ramsey really brings something to that defense um you know even though um you know sorry I'm forgetting his name popped his Achilles that was a terrible loss for them but um uh, Phillips yeah Phillips. Yeah. yeah um losing Phillips is obviously huge but um you know, with their schedule, I think it's more favorable than the Ravens. And I think both of their situations with where they're already at might be more favorable than Kansas City. So, and they, and they just signed I Love Fireworks uh, as well. Jason Pierre Paul? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, so crazy how we old, just know all three finger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, he's, he still tackles people with those three fingers, just saying. Yes, he does. It's true. It's true. But, but yeah, I, I think those three are, are pretty good. Uh, next question you hear as we move along. Who is the worst team with a winning record right now? And we're going to count six and six or better. Okay, this is really easy. This should go fast. This is really easy. What, what do you think it is? The Falcons. Mm. You kidding me? Desmond Ritter is their quarterback. <laughs> move on. Next question. Like, you know what? I, I Like, come on. I think I agree. I think, you know I what? Mean, obviously, the Seahawks. Can we, can we just discount the South? The, <laughs> yeah, can we just like they they they're seceding from the NFL for the rest of the season? I mean, but yeah, I mean, is there any other argument? Uh, I would um, say the Broncos because Russ is their quarterback. I'm joking. <laughs> they're not. They're not the no. worst six and six team. No, I think roster wise, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I you know I don't I don't think that's too much of a conversation. Um, if they weren't in the South, they probably wouldn't even have the six wins. So. Who wins? I, I I don't mean this to to sound rude because I, you know, I know it's not a fun conversation, right? You, but for for you, Grant, at least. But do you think yeah. if the Seahawks and the Falcons play head to head right now, what would you think? Where where would they play in the game? Um. Well, I'm gonna say I don't think that matters because Seahawks just put thirty something on a good Cowboys defense. Like that's fair. Eh, Which is fair. kind of my thought too, but you know, I'm I'm also like, kind of feeling like Seattle somehow is prone to losing those kinds of games. Yeah, but the Falcons. I mean, well, the Falcons, Falcons also are, have a good defense. Yeah, they, they do have a good defense. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm still taking my like. You just look at. G- the overall, I mean, Gino, Gino can at least throw the football, and you have DK. I mean, Metcalf. he just had four total touchdowns and over 330 yards. Like, yeah, he played a mean, really good game. I, but you know, at, before this week, you might have not even said that because you were not high going on to you know going. Uh, into if, this week on Seattle well, I still all. would take. I would still take Gino over Desmond Ritter. Like I all like, day. No one. Oh, I don't yeah, that's not even. A, no one's that. even. No, yeah, 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 for sure. No, I wasn't. High sure. Nobody's <laughs> trying to have that conversation. Uh, so I could mean, the Falcons the, could the Falcons beat the Steelers right now? 
To, with I Mitch know, Trubisky, so. yes, yeah, with, with Mitch Trubisky playing, Kenny yes. Pickett isn't that much better. Yes, he is. Either he's, way, I don't because he I doesn't make kind of a bum. He doesn't make Trubisky mistakes. Yeah, yes, that is all, what Pickett has going for him. He doesn't screw up as much as Trubisky. I, just, I don't feel great. Just, I, I mean, I've never felt great on the Steelers' winning record as far as like, are you a good team? Yeah, I think I, their defense. I don't is think anybody great, thinks but, they're a good yeah. team. Like, I, just, I would pick the Falcons over the Steelers personally. I, if it's in Atlanta. I could see that if it's in Atlanta. I'm kind of just, just assigning neutral sites to these. Yeah. Okay, but but yeah, yeah. but I, I yeah. would probably not much agree. of a convo though. I, I would probably agree as far as six and six teams go. Uh, I mean, the Vikings might be there too. You know, unfortunately, yeah. The, the Dobbs yeah. Magic well, if Jefferson's playing, if Jefferson's playing, it's a different game. Well, we'll and he see. is supposed to be back, he's, and yeah. he's we'll playing see. this week. So I'll, healthy Dobbs, healthy Jefferson. Not that I disagree, but also I'll believe it when I see it. That's fair. Because when you're coming off of IR playing with a quarterback who you've not played with and is still new to your team in general, mm-hmm. we'll see how that actually translates. But yeah. he's obviously a difference maker. It doesn't seem to matter. Dobbs just throws the ball. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers are one game away from making that cut, but they've fallen to five and seven. So fortunately, they've uh, <laughs> they've saved themselves from a segment on the podcast. I'm sure they'll pop up again soon. Yeah. <laughs> we almost when, didn't we have start, to talk about them today. Yeah, when when we have to start talking about them here shortly. Um, but I th- I, Mike, do you would you agree there? Or do you have any other teams that you would think six and six or yeah. above? Who's the worst? I, I've been looking at it, and you know you've got the Bengals. They just played a really good game, though. Um, Minnesota has a tough, tough schedule with playing the Lions twice here and the Packers again. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's got to be the Falcons. Like they have completely. I mean, they're winning some games, but they're so bad while doing it and they in the and, games they've lost they shouldn't like there's multiple games they shouldn't have lost and there's it's some just, games that you thought they should have won and you're just like what's going yeah, on yeah. Mm-hmm. but they yeah. do have great Houston special game. teams mm-hmm. and which a good is defense. another big yeah which yeah. another good you know basically how they've won games seemingly uh <laughs> a lot of the times uh feel like you could maybe throw the browns in there now too at this point we we may have hit a critical mass with the browns uh you know the the quarterback carousel as good as your defense has been has been gettable lately um, and so to be seven and five, I don't think anybody would run into even a game in Cleveland. I don't know if people are like, I'm really afraid of the Browns at seven and five with how they're currently constructed. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's fair. Definitely yep. still a tier above, uh, you know, where we're talking with some of those six and six teams like the Falcons. Yeah. F- Flacco better plan on uh, throwing the ball less than 25 times a game. Just I saying. will say they need for, to go for coming off the couch, Steelers. it did wasn't that bad. Yeah. You I know. mean, the big play to Ford was awesome. Good for him. Well, and I, I'm sitting here looking. I'm looking. I, I think you're right. I'm looking at these seven and five Steelers, these seven and five Browns, and then I'm looking. I go over to the. Uh, I mean, Broncos just beat the Browns. They're six and six. The Bills six and six. I mean, they have the people, but they haven't. Yeah, it's they hard don't to look write good. them off because of Josh Allen. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. as a team, it's not. There's nothing. It doesn't look good out as being good. But, but. I, I'm looking at these six and six teams in the NFC, and I'm all like. How many of these teams of these right might now? Be better than how many of these teams five? right now beat the Steelers and Browns? I think most well, of them. Or even I mean, the, the, like the, Rams, the Colts are seven and five. Rams guys. are six and the six. The Colts are seven just, and five. Yeah, and the Colts, Colts yeah. are legitimately good though. I think, or at least their defense <laughs> and special at, teams. You know. Defense and special teams. Yeah, yeah. Like the Colts are a legit seven and five team. I don't think they're like crazy good, but they're they're legit seven and five. Like I, I'll that. I'll be curious about the Colts moving forward here without Taylor for the next few weeks. Yeah. So we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, but yeah, I I would agree. Those are those are the teams here. Um, 
I am going to read this as it was written, Grant. I, this is not how I would have uh, how I would pose this I question. I don't care. But this is the script talking here, so you can handle that beef on the side. <laughs> this is written by um, by his 49er fans, so I don't really if, care. Yeah, we're not naming names. Uh, if the Seahawks lose nine games, is the gum chewing old man on the hot seat? Seahawks. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, ask this to Grant directly first. Yeah. Oh, you asking me? Yeah. Is, no. is Pete Carroll on the hot seat if the Seahawks lose nine games? The remaining games are at San Francisco, Tennessee. They play the cards, and then they host the Eagles and the Steelers. No. They I think that's tra- the correct answer. <laughs> they literally is- traded away the best player in their franchise history and went to the playoffs last year with mm-hmm. scraps. He, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll revitalized Geno Smith and made him something. Now Geno Smith has regressed for sure. This but yeah. at the same time, he if you look at the quarter the quarterbacks, the the head coaches in the league right now, in terms of the overall body of work, he's a top five coach. Again, is, body of work. This is to me a small Are you joking? This is a small It's scale. Belichick, it's Tomlin, it's Harbaugh, it's Phrase Carol. that phrase that one more time. I need to hear the, the whole way body you said of it. work. The whole like his whole career? Yes. Okay. And who is in right now? Like he's won a Super Bowl. Well, Shannon off. hasn't won a Super Bowl. Shannon and chokes he, the Super Bowls. He and he's been to two Super Bowls, but he's been what, to two. What I was gonna say is one is a coordinator. You jerks. What? Don't hang. Don't hang the Super Bowl on him. He just he went to one as a coordinator and one as a coach and has the two biggest uh, blows lead blowns in Super Bowls. Uh, that, that is okay, well, that is second, true. That is true. We're gonna have a conversation. You need to stop being a douchey Seahawk fan right <laughs> I'm now. I'm not. And recognize You're the one that literally here's, wrote because if here's the, the Seahawks thing. lose nine games is the, the gum-chewing old man on the hot seat. Yeah. Because first of all, if you're not a Seahawk fan, that's how you refer to him. Okay? We make fun of his age, the fact that he never stops chewing gum, and he wears freaking New Balance 411s. It's okay? Air Monarchs, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, they look like they yeah, look they, like New Bounds 411. They are the Walgreens Janitor 11s. <laughs> but <laughs> genuinely, how in the world is someone who is eight and nine in this division, uh, in in this division, with uh, with with the talent that he has had and the opportunity to shape that roster that he has had? Okay, you talk about like them trading away the best uh, franchise player in history. He couldn't make it work with them. He got rid of him. That's Here's what his I, call. Because he no, stayed, and Russ didn't. They chose the coach And they over went to the, the playoffs last year. I under, No, I'm just saying. Like, you're that, like, that, hey, that, they that got rid of him, question. and this happened. I get it. I totally get it. So then, But if it starts to reverse after one year, if it starts backpedaling, you, and he has a losing record, you, which is possible given the schedule, yeah. um, sure. if, he has, if he has that, and so, given his age, and the fact that you don't want to rebuild at that guy's age... Do you want to know something insane? Go for it. You, they have never rebuilt under the Pete Carroll era. I know. But and they haven't needed to. They but, went to the playoffs last year. But, okay, but like you're pushing it right now. I understand that. All if I'm you're saying, eight and nine. I think that he has earned the right. Like, okay, so he had the seven and 10 season two years ago. Russ was out like the whole year, most of it, all that kind of stuff. They get rid of Russ after that year. They retool. They have drafted exceedingly well under this with these draft picks. They've hit on everything. They've got two starting left tackles. They've got two starting corners. Who can't stay healthy right now. He said, you're talking about 
Talking about Lucas? So you, yeah, you've got you've he got was, one dude out. Oh, you got a forty-year-old okay. man playing uh, right tackle for you at the moment, right? Sure, at the okay. moment. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. but he's that's the first right. injury he's had, sure. and it's a toe injury. It's been that's, okay. okay. So yes, technically it's half of his career because he's played two seasons. <laughs> I understand. So, but the, but, but the other tackles uh, also missed some time. He's missed some time. Sure, both of them. Yeah, he's missed but, some time. That's but point. I yeah. wouldn't say that's Pete Carroll's fault. That's not, <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's not Pete Carroll's fault. No, he also didn't draft him. Well, that's fair too. But like, I'm I'm simply trying to make this point. He is freaking old. How much time are you literally willing to give this man? How much time are you willing to give him? When I I will say it for you, you don't have to. Gino's not your answer. I know that. Okay. So, but but if you're going to develop a quarterback and that takes time, and you want to go to the promised land, and you're not going to do that with a rookie, are you serious? Like, is everybody seriously thinking that he's still going to coach this team? in three, four, five years, like, well? And that this roster is going to be constructed in a way that does that? And do you want to build the roster, roster with this coach? Like, in the next three I years, like, you want to do it? There's a lot of really sound pieces on this roster. I think the thing that you're missing is your quarterback. You're missing your quarterback. You have the oldest starting middle linebacker in the league currently. Who's top five in tackles and it's, but it's the, the best most run impo- defender it's in the, the league. most important position on defense. Mm-hmm. I and, and but we're all just waiting for it to happen. Like, sure, but I but all, all I'm saying I feel point, like he. I, I mean, they I'm gave up saying, on him once. I so will say that they did. <laughs> sure. Well, he was getting paid, paid a lot of money. He was getting paid a lot. Of money. The the thing that I I I say with the same reason why the Patriots are probably not moving off of Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that Pete Carroll's Belichick. I'm not saying but yeah. he has earned the right. He has two losing seasons in how long he's coached like twelve seasons at the Seahawks. Has been a part sure. of this team. He's took him to Super Bowls. He has earned the right. This is one losing season. That but he this has. is more an age question and where your roster is at currently and where it needs to be. Because that position, the most important position, it's it's a three year position. Like you have to get him there in those in three years. And 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 we understand like that's the window of development and all that stuff. And I'm just like, dude, I didn't expect Pete Carroll to be coaching now. But Pete. Yeah, we're talking about a he seventy plus butt right off here. last year. Yeah, we're talking about a seventy plus right here. It just mm-hmm. this is not normal in the NFL. Oh, I know. And usually, when guys get here, they become irrelevant uh, to the future discussion. So, if we're looking at a unicorn, uh, okay. I mean, it's him and Belichick. They're the oldest, right? And Belichick needs to be done, and we all would agree with that. Sure. Um, but and, and but I'm just Pete, saying, but Pete isn't putting up the product that Belichick is. And, and that's and well, his roster is much better than Belichick's. That's for dang sure. I'll because give you that. Pete Carroll has been smart with retooling and trading yeah, away players. That's not Pete Carroll. It's John Schneider, but Pete Carroll has a lot of. It's not Pete Carroll. That's John Schneider and Belichick's the one that runs the other other team. I yeah. So it's, it's a hugely different. Everyone knows Schneider is a fantastic drafter. Oh yeah, and yeah. has yeah. been for He's his, his great entire. Job. And well, I mean, you could you could almost say that one of the job. benefits of Pete Carroll as the coach is that he allows that to happen and is not well. He allows it to his, happen. Doesn't have his fingers and all this other stuff screwing things up outside of all exactly not putting out a good product as a coach right now. But but all I'm saying is that I I know how they operate. And Pete Carroll has a lot of say in that organization in terms of who they draft. Like like a cornerback at the number one at the number five pick. That's a Pete Carroll pick. Yeah, and it does like, seem like they have to get there. I. My whole reason for bringing this uh, this subject up was I, I was looking at the at, at remaining games for our whole division. Yeah, and I looked at it and went, "Man, you could easily the cards are on the up right now." And I it's it's a completely different team with Kyler Murray healthy and James Conner healthy. That offense can actually score points. Um, the defense is fine, but the offense can score points. So I uh, I was like looking at that, going, "Man, if they lost one to either the Steelers or the Cards, 
that puts them at eight and nine. Because I'm mm-hmm. and I'm taking away the Eagles and the 49ers, uh, call, counting those as losses. So um, that's a pretty easy scenario where you could be eight and nine. And is there a hey man, we're gonna we we got a good roster, we feel like this. I don't necessarily. I'm not trying to say that he is the problem. I'm saying his age is the problem. It is a problem, and that that's just something you got to be real about at some point. He's in. He's getting into mm-hmm. his mid. He's going to be close to mid seventies, or he's going to be hitting that 70, real. He's seventy three right yeah. now. Is he seventy two? I, I thought he was seventy two. So I actually but, agree with basically everything you both have said. I don't necessarily agree with the phrasing being hot seat because I think that implies something that is not necessarily happening in Seattle from a coaching perspective because we put guys on the hot seat because they stink at what they do. Um, I I think Pete Carroll, it it, it would be more like, hey, we have to usher in a new generation. It's not really anything to do with the fact that you're not doing a good job. It's just that at some point... You can't work be for real about your age. No, I, I I totally agree. Like he's, but he's, I don't he's think gonna... I don't think he what he's done would put him on the hot seat necessarily. Okay. Because again, I I like what Grant said. Kind of, you know, he's obviously not Belichick, but bringing in some comparisons there. What I was going to say is it's almost a little miniature version of like what we saw when Brady and Belichick broke up. We're like, okay, well, who was it then? Was it Brady? Was it Belichick? Oh, obviously, the answer is it was both of them. But we kind of saw where each person was in their career at the time when they split up. You know, we well, still and, got one, well, the thing is, one too, postseason the whole, run. But well, the, the thing with the whole Russ not getting making work with with Pete not making work with Russ. Russ was trying to get Pete Carroll fired. Well, and, and to be clear, too, I was definitely on like, hey, uh, Russ right now, I think is a better quarterback than Pete Carroll as a coach. They need to get Carroll out of there. They didn't do that, I, and what do you yeah. know? It turns out that. I was wrong, and Pete Carroll kind yeah. of probably did a little bit more there than a lot of people recognized. Um, and you know, we've kind of even seen the same thing now with um, you know Denver and Sean Payton. There, um, the offense works more when Russ is doing less, and I th- yeah. that right. was something well, that we had to keep seeing in Seattle. And well, so. let's just say they lose all five games, they end up six and eleven. Uh, would, then I mean, this, that'd be perfect. Then it's a hot seat. There you go. Uh, I think no, I think he gets one more year no matter what. I yeah, think yeah. yeah. I, I, I honestly think much. he's earned the one more year. But I do want to point out that they were nine and eight at the end of last year and had to get a win from the Lions against Aaron Rodgers just to get so, into the playoffs. But they beat and those this Lions year, to get it. And this year, I think they will be nine and eight and miss the playoffs because of key games that your team lost. The Seahawks lost to the Rams twice. Yep. The Seahawks lost to the Packers, and those games are going to keep them out of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that on that's race. on Carroll. Wait, did I mean, you see those... us lost to the Packers? Yeah, didn't they? I didn't I'm pretty sure that's... they didn't play him. Play him I'm year. almost positive, Yo, guys. Seahawks. Uh... No, wait, that's why the you... Packers are above the Seahawks right now. I thought. No, it's no. That's common opponent. Probably... Yeah. Oh, common opponent. Yeah, yeah. So you've just lost key games in. Sorry, in the NFC. Oh, and yeah. it's going to keep you guys out of the playoffs. And, oh, we have like and a I honestly, chance to make the playoffs. That's probably yeah. yeah. At, at this point, that's sorry. Yeah, it is key, uh, common opponents. I read that correctly so that that's on the coach you know like those those games you should have won you should have beat the rams once you should have you should have beat some of these other nfc teams that were mediocre and you didn't and so that kind of from last year they're like okay yeah you have geno smith but this year you kind of expected more from this team because you already saw what they could do last year yeah and yeah. if you want to and then and they still kind of underperformed a little bit oh yeah, no i imagine they i had them penciling in like 10 or 11 wins yeah, and if you if you want to pose the the hot seat 
thing under the uh you know the the divisional record because you can look at the Rams are four and one in division. The Niners are three and one in division. But then you have Pete Carroll and the Seahawks at one and three in division. Like, sure, you could leverage that in conversation as well as like, is that hot seat worthy? But I would fully agree. I wouldn't call it a hot seat. I would just call it he's for sure going to have one more season, and then eventually it just has to come to an end. But it's not necessarily going to yeah. be like, hey, Pete, you didn't cut it this year from a coaching perspective. Um, mm. It's it's more just time is up. We need yeah. to. Like you're old, <laughs> we need to do something different. So. Well, in the in the realm of teams making the playoffs and things that are happening in the NFL, I wanted to move down to just a quick point about uh, something we're gonna see uh, uh, again this week, uh, Thursday night football. We're gonna see backup quarterbacks playing each other. Uh, the Steelers, Yay. the Patriots, Super over that boring fest. How um, many points total points do you think are gonna be sco- scored? More, oh, more than I, were scored in the Chargers New I, England game. Can I give you a brief stat of the week here? Is it? Is it, it? I think I've seen this one. I'm sure this is the one. Uh, I, I almost sent it here, but this is the Patriots defense over the last three games. They're <laughs> third in EPA per drive, second in success rate. They've allowed 26 total points, which is 8.66 points per game. They never gave up more than 10 points in a game, and in that span, they are 0 and 3. 0 and 3. That is the worst three game stretch. Of offensive history, like had, no, Bill Belichick's had two of those because he had that terrible one with early in the season where like the Cowboys and the Saints put like a thirty bomb on them and they couldn't score ten. Oh my gosh! Like so I think they got bad. blanked and got three points. Like that was but, earlier. So he's but, had yeah, two. Stretches. Well, the crazy thing with this one is their defense is actually good. They've only yeah. held people to eight point six six points per game over these last three games, and they're zero and three. This <laughs> is like some New York never Jets allowing stuff more last than ten year. points per game. Uh, also, that Chargers uh, Patriots games. Uh, I texted you guys this. Probably like one of the worst football games played That's in modern NFL worst. history. That might be the worst this season. Yeah. Six to I, nothing, dude. I, I, uh, That's probably the worst of this. Only for the sake of time, I will not tell you a story. But like, yes. That's I, probably the worst there. of this. It's up there. It's so bad. But I, I wanted to mention just because we've had, uh, we've had so many backup quarterbacks getting time this year. And we're always curious, like, with this quarterback, can this team get this done? We already talked about it today, like multiple times. Um, you know, can these teams keep getting wins? And so I looked up uh this study and um that uh, this is a this is a fan done study. Um, a, this guy's a major Bronco fan, and uh, a couple years ago when his team was hurting uh, for a quarterback, he went and did a deep dive because I think he was sick of watching the Broncos play with like Paxton Lynch and Trevor <laughs> Simeon. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely that year. Yeah, um, That's and good, good uh, times. So he jumped into this and he looked at every quarterback in uh, in the last century who had started between one and 16 NFL games. So truly making them a backup quarterback. Uh, once uh, he removed uh, guys who entered into the league and had become starters. And now this is dating into 2021. Um, he uh, he was doing that. He referenced people like Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and, and Trey Lance. Um, he was left with 133 quarterbacks, some of whom were at the tail end of their long careers. Uh, people like Warren Moon, Troy Aikman, Randall Cunningham, Jim Harbaugh, Jeff George, all guys who ended up becoming backups at some point. Um, and uh, these 133 quarterbacks that he found have combined to start 811 games, and they have combined. They have a combined record of 210 wins and 601 losses. 
meaning that their teams have won 26% of their starts. Uh, now, really did, good percentage, guys. It, 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 at the beginning, he did not look at the strength or weakness of the team for which each quarterback or was starting. Uh, obviously, a backup quarterback forced to start for a good team has a much better chance of winning, despite their own play, than a, a backup quarterback who's forced to start on a bad team. Um, now, if you look at the 72 guys with five or fewer starts in their careers, you find their teams are 50 and 134 in their starts. Uh, the win percentage holds at 27%. Yeah, you move up a whopping 1% there um, when you consider people who started up to 16. Um, so he looks, uh, he looks at the people who had more uh, more wins on theirs, uh, and uh, it, these fi- guys who had had 50 wins in their career to determine uh, really if like a quality backup quarterback has a better chance against teams with either a good a good record, eight and eight or better, uh, or a 500 or better, if you will, uh, and teams that were below that. So he found out that only 32 of those 72 quarterbacks who had 50 wins or more in their careers. Uh, actually uh, won a game that their uh, their team started, or uh, sorry, won a game. They started a game that their team ended up winning below the 32, uh, <clears throat> below the 32, sorry, and how many wins they got uh, with those teams. So career wins, like this guy has the most against teams that are 500 plus, Todd Collins. At- uh, he has four career wins. And he has three of them against winning teams. Randall Cunningham had three wins, two against winning teams. The only other quarterback in this current century, okay, uh, in the 2000s, that had more was uh, Quinn Gray, or more than one, sorry, uh, who started two and won two. Uh, Guys like P.J. Walker on this list, Tim Hasselbeck, Nathan Peterman, uh, Mike White, Joe Webb, uh, Coy Detmers, Nathan Peterman, here, the goat, whole bunch of guys. Uh, Cooper Rush is on this list. So of these guys, uh, I started started in one fifty. John Wolford won one start, one win against a winning team. Let's go, baby! <laughs> I'm aware of that winning team. <laughs> but only, I would just highlight that one real quick. Only yeah, twenty two, <laughs> only twenty two of these fifty wins were against teams that finished eight and eight or better. I was dating back just a couple of seasons when he did this. So this is a 22 year search that he did. Um, and, but I looked on a more, a little bit more recent search and the percentage has literally stayed the same. It's still at about 27.4, uh, a win percentage when you get these backup quarterbacks in. So, so the, pretty a much point was you, made this if, week. If you get a backup quarterback, just mail it in. It, well, a point was made this week. Bill Simmons said, uh, and and Jameson texted us this, uh, but Bill Simmons said, "Did Gardner Minshew just save the backup quarterback position? Uh, because Gardner Minshew has won four games in a row as the now starting quarterback uh, for the Colts and has them in the playoff hunt. Like they are literally, if it ended today, they're gonna make the playoffs. Gardner Minshew." Has as many of these uh, has as many quality wins as Randall Cunningham did as a backup quarterback. He's got three, so he is the greatest statistically in that way. He's one behind Todd Collins, the greatest backup quarterback <laughs> against 
uh, teams eight and eight and better in the history of the NFL. So like, I, it's truly impressive, like yeah. what he's doing right now. And we're we have kind of missed it. I know I, I know I said some numbers that maybe didn't really catch or resonate. Uh, I'm a visual person, so it's hard for me to like see that in my head without just staring at the graphic that I'm looking at. But I uh, genuinely like what Gardner's doing is ridiculous. The only other guy in our memory who has been an absolute dude as a backup owns a Super Bowl ring. And, you know, his name is Nick. Uh, and he did this for the Eagles. Uh, he, mm-hmm. I think he and he was a playoff guy. I think that he because he won a Super Bowl as the backup. Yeah, I think he has to have the he has to have it as like the greatest. Well, he's not the only backup quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Do we have that? Yeah, his name's Tom freaking Brady. Okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like, he's not the you know he 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 certainly he did it in the exact same way that Nick Folk did. I sorry, I said the wrong name. I did it again. That's two times. Thank you. I said Folk. I oh, because like you said, okay. Yeah, Nick Folk's a kicker. Yes, Nick Foles really is a uh, really good backup quarterback. Former Rams uh, legend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to caution you though, because um, he is four and three as a starter this year, I think. Yeah, and he's lost against winning teams and only won against losing teams. Yes. So there's that little caveat. Plus, I would also say that when they signed him, they didn't know what they had in Richardson. And they signed him as a potential starter for this year. Sure. So they knew what they were getting when they they signed Minshew. And so it's kind of like, is he really a backup? Well, Richardson beat him out. Okay. Um, but did he really beat him out? I don't, you know. Or they I just wanted to go with Richardson the other guy. And, I, we he played really well. Sort of a memory. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah say, he we played that really sort well. Of a memory on Richardson. That game I, against I, the Rams scared me because they were down <laughs> big and then he rallied them back. And I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. We might be in trouble. He he looks, I mean, obviously he's got to stop taking so many chances. And that's something you learn in the NFL is keep. Yeah. Playing. And that's I a feel time like thing. He has to have learned it. I, I, I think this injury taught him a lot. I'm, I would hope so. Um, because he's so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Richardson is so fun to watch. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now. But he, he is not an every week starter. And we've seen why. It's because he has Jameis Winston syndrome. Uh, he throws the ball to the other team too often and puts his team in bad field position and in bad scenarios and sometimes does that late in the game. It's what's gotten him the tab of being a backup. But he is going to have a job everywhere. The rest of his years, he's of his always yeah. Th- th- he's gonna have like he might play as long as Josh McCown if he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean this dude could genuinely play 17, 18, 19 years because he just he gets offenses. He's a gunslinger and he's not afraid. You know, as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna be in the NFL a long time. Fitch, but Fitch I just wanted to bring it up. He's doing some great yeah. things, and, well, I, and I, I'm excited about the Colts right now in part because of it. And and I saw what you wrote up, and I I threw some numbers down real quick. <laughs> And uh, so backup quarterbacks average about three and a half million a year in the NFL. The top backup quarterbacks make eight million, right? Chase Daniel. Jacoby Prissett and Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, they're getting so paid. <clears throat> they, they get paid. That's because some of these guys, you know, can come in and win you a game. And that's all you want out of your out of your backup quarterback normally, right? You we need we need two or three games that you're gonna compete. Right. Um, and so you have Andy Dalton, who can come in and can still compete for two games. 
Which, by the way, the um, best that Panthers offense has looked all year is the one game that he played. One game Seattle. he played. Yeah, exactly. You got Jacoby Prissett, who could come in and win you a game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, I might take over even Minshew or uh, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know about I, that one. I, uh, He gets hurt too much, man. Like, but if he's I, healthy, apparently, he's a Apparently good. Jake Browning can play football when you give him some time to prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything has happened. So these guys are backup quarterbacks for a reason. I mean, heck, Cooper Rush's five and one is a backup quarterback. Yep. So I, I don't I I would say it's going too far saying that he saved the backup quarterback position just because I think everyone in the league knows that they they kind of pinned him as like, we're signing you to kind of be the starter just in case this Richardson fiasco thing doesn't work out. And which I mean, they gotta steal with him. He's only making like three and a half million dollars. But I think there's some other backup quarterbacks that I'd be like, I mean, he's, he's 13 and 19 career, even in these, these four wins. So I'm looking at some of these other quarterbacks, like I said, like Tyrod Taylor or, or Teddy Bridgewater. I'd be like, yeah, I might take those guys over him for two games. But I mean, he did also play for the Jack. I think, I think he did also play for the Jaguars. Yeah. I think the tricky part with this conversation (laughs) is there's, it kind of goes both ways to an extent. Like, do I think that Gardner Minshew saved the backup quarterback position? I think from a certain perspective, yes. Like it, it showed that, okay, obviously teams know the value of having a good backup, but it doesn't feel like people always put their money where their mouth is. And maybe teams will watch, Hey, we have a quarterback situation going on. We really need to focus on winning. Now we need to have some sort of insurance in our back pocket to where we're going to prioritize having a guy like Gardner Minshew for three and a half million. But then the problem then becomes, well, those guys don't end up staying backup quarterbacks for very long if they keep winning games. And now we're back out of not having backup quarterbacks. So it's just kind of this constant cycle of no matter how you, how you slice it, the, the quarterback who's a good backup quarterback is probably not going to stay a backup quarterback for very long. And then and, and, now yeah. they're not a back. Now we have a backup quarterbacks problem again. So, <laughs> and I it, think that leads right into yeah. the, the Brock Purdy conversation. Brock Purdy potentially saves the backup quarterback position. You look at it. They drafted him seventh round. He's not drafted to be a starter. He's drafted so that the next year he's backing up because Mr. Beautiful is going to be gone. Right. Which by and the way, so, another guy who won four <laughs> games or whatever without Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, after he gets suspended for deflate gate, Jimmy G comes in. I think they start out four and zero that year. Yeah. Tom mm-hmm. Brady comes back, obviously does his thing, but that's what gets Jimmy G a contract. They're like, Oh, he's pretty good backup quarterback. Let's sign. So the, so the Niners. Yeah. The Niners draft Purdy, knowing that Jimmy G's leaving. Right. And they're like, we need a backup quarterback. Let's go ahead and draft this guy last. And turns out that you take a chance on this backup quarterback and it turns out to be gold at this point. Right through what 18 games or whatever he's played. So it's, it's always a thing. And I think every team's very aware and always will be very aware that you are one quarterback injury away from not from being irrelevant. And you need to find a way to shore up that backup quarterback position. And, I, and to go as far as say Minshew's re, re you know, revived the backup quarterback. I, I don't know. I think we see something like this almost every single year. I mean, what was it? Cooper rush last year went five and one. And where everybody's like, oh, it's a backup quarterback. Should he be the starter? You know, so it was just an insane <laughs> yeah, conversation it, it, that was happening. This conversation oh, happens every year, I think. And and but to be fair, I don't want to I don't want to bang on Minshew too much because that Colts team could make the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. and I could see them winning a game. 
And he like, and, and all he's got to do is good. not turn the ball over. They in games where he's turning the ball over one or less times, they are winning. Yeah. Or what? But the problem you know, is one, zero one times. That's that's where he wins. So the games he's do it. Yeah, the games he's actually turned the ball over. I mean, three against Jacksonville, they lost. Yeah. Cleveland, they got a turnover. New Orleans, they got turnovers and they lost. So yeah. if he's turning the ball over against he's, better teams, yeah, if he controls losing, it, so. they'll do well. But I, by the way, the guy with the greatest record uh, of all times, backup quarterbacks, this guy named Zeke Bratkowski. He was the uh, quarterback for the Packers when the NFL started, and he helped them win uh, two of their first three titles. Uh, went eight and one when he had to come in and sub in for this guy that you might have heard of named Bart Starr. Uh, but went eight and one Who's as that? backup. Yeah, thank you for not putting that on trivia because I would have not got that. Yeah, no, I and because of this, I'm also skipping trivia this week, but. Um, because uh, our conversation went long, and we got to go to our favorite segment. Um, I think it's be definitely become our favorite segment is because we we like competing against each other so much. Um, mm-hmm. and Grant, this week, how did that go? I it was actually a pretty good week in terms of our overall record. This is our overall best. our overall record as a podcast. It went I think phenomenal. Is, I think this is the best one. But but tell us, Grant. How did it go in comparison to down. Mike and I versus you and Jameson? Uh, well, so I'll go from the bottom up. <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing up the rear. I am what makes the train go. <laughs> I went three and two. Jameson went four and one. And then Matt and Mike both went five and oh. Got them all. Did you hear the pain in his voice? Like, he had to force <laughs> that I have, out. I'm experiencing physical pain. I so, understand it. Uh, and you me, know what? I mine, uh, you know, to bring back the spirituality of this segment, which we always love to do, uh, yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a spiritual 5-0 and o because my one loss being voting against the 49ers is something I'm totally happy with. So <laughs> I'm happy with that, my, with that vote, too. It, yeah. it, in, in my heart, you know, <laughs> Matt, Mike, and I went undefeated in Pick'em this, this week. Right. Spiritual 5-0. This has been a this is a rough week for me. Um, just in every way for sports. Grant's having a great time. Um, but yeah, so that brings our totals. So, um, at the top we've got Mike at forty two and twenty three. We've got Matt at thirty nine and twenty six. I am thirty eight and twenty seven, and Jameson is thirty four and thirty. So, it's in some ways it's still together. Jameson's getting closer. Um, so and. We're still pretty close together overall. No one has really pulled away from this because if one of us has another awesome week, this could totally change. Or if someone has a terrible week, they could drastically change as well. So there's a lot going up. There is a, a belt on the line for this pick'em. So there is. There and we is, got and some games this week. I, I, I'm just saying, it took me three weeks, but I'm back where I belong, which is in going. front of Grant. Oh, congratulations. Because I don't really care about winning Grant. that belt. Yeah. I just need to beat Grant. And if you don't. Uh, if I don't, then yeah. I will be sad and I will cry when I'm not here. That's a sad day. That, that, that would make I'm not Grant very happy. anymore now. Yeah. I'm here to win this thing. I want to put <laughs> tears on your face. Okay, so we've got we've got some good games. Um, we've I wouldn't say good games. We've got some ones that have good conversation. Um, so let's go with this first one here. We got the Jaguars at the Browns. I I have one this, issue with this already. What? Uh this is a caveat game. With Trevor Lawrence? Because we, we don't know what Trevor Lawrence is. Like, we don't know if he's playing or not. So I, I, I will still say, let's pick it. But I'm just saying we got to toss it out if he's not playing. Asterisk. I don't think it's a fair pick. 
Is this so? So this is for real. We're doing the throwout. I I the think Browns, you have to for this. The Browns are throwing out Flacco out there. This is fair. If Flacco, but I if, if <laughs> this is fair. But if it's Flacco against CJ Bathard, I might. I genuinely <laughs> might take the Browns here. Like I I know we know what CJ is. They're not going to put yeah. up more than twenty points. I'm more concerned about picking the Browns and then Lawrence plays, and I'm like, well, then I would have picked the Jags. Yes, if Lawrence is playing, right. I'm picking the Jags. We want to pick a di- find a different game here because the other options are not that good, guys. Well, the like, Buccaneers, we've got Falcons, Lions and Bears, we got Panthers and Saints. What the the Bucks and the Falcons? We, we I mean, we, we could pick that one. We picked that one like two weeks ago because they played like two or three weeks ago. That's why I didn't pick it. Okay, well, I mean, at least it's an honest game. Is that do we want to do that instead? I I think I would rather do that. Okay. I don't want to do the Ravens Rams because it's going to be the three of us against Jameson. <laughs> And that's yeah, just not fair to Jameson. Yeah, don't don't I, make I, he me can't lose. not pick with his heart. Yeah, don't don't make me lose another pick him for free by putting the Rams okay. in there and then having me pick the Rams. Okay, so I took it out. So let's go first and let's scratch it. Bucks at Falcons. Okay. Right. Yeah. Bucks uh, at Falcons. So in Atlanta. And now I don't know what to do. Uh. Crap. Bucks at Falcons. I'll go first. Okay. Because both these teams suck, and I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I I. And I, I did this last time, but that didn't happen. I'm going to pick the Bucks because the Falcons won last time. And I just think this is a division that just they both suck and which one's going to suck more. And I think that the, the, the Buccaneers got their suck out already. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm going with, I'm going with the, the Bucks. Mainly also uh, cause I, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I did not understand most of the reasoning that you just made. I don't either. It didn't make any sense but, to me. But my, I mean... I'm going to pick the Falcons, but my reasoning for the Bucks would be we got to give some props to our guy, Mike Evans, 10 straight years yes, of 1,000 yards. 1,000 yards. Consecutive. Only Jerry Rice yep. has done that. What is Jerry at, like 13? I think Jerry's 11, right? Was it 11? Yeah, that, that's like the only thing that Mike Evans will be able um, to touch when it comes to Jerry Rice stats. Okay, let's I'm, keep oh, it above yeah. here. No, but I'm just saying like that's impressive that he's yeah, like... Yeah, no, it, that's he insane. is the most underappreciated receiver in modern history, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely Ooh, up there. Like um, that. Uh, just given... I can't think of another one. ...the consistency with what he's had for those 10 years. Um, All right. So, but, but I would say Falcons, and I'm only going to say it because I think this, this is in Atlanta, right? You said? Correct. Yes. So I'll take a, I'll, I'll take a home team in a game that's kind of a, a coin toss, but uh, the Falcons, they're 6-6. Six and six. Right now they're 3-0 and oh in the division. They could... Definitely give themselves a legs uh, a leg up right here by um, by winning this game and being seven and six and then having a a five and eight Tampa Bay and then obviously New Orleans has fallen off the face of the map which we love to see or at least I love to see so I I, I think um, all things considered I'm, I'm going to say the Falcons I just think they're a little bit better um I think I think the Falcons are healthier and that's it. I'm just taking the Falcons. 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 Mike, how about you, my friend? I am also going with the Falcons. Thank I God. think. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think besides quarterback play, which I think the Bucks actually have a better quarterback play at this point. Yes. But the rest of the a, team. A lot of teams have a better quarterback play than the Falcons. The, the defense for the Almost Falcons has just been good. And, and the run game, they, what, they're like the number one running team in the league right now. So, and they were last year as well, I believe. 
So I, I'm going to go okay. Falcons over Bucks. Bucks have kind of been eliminated from the playoffs, basically, unless they win a couple of these division games. I don't see it happening. I think they're done, and I think the Falcons are trying to hang on for their life. And uh, so, yeah, let's do that. All right. So, let, so let, let's keep it with you, Mike, on this next one. We got Broncos Ooh. at Chargers. Two not very good teams. Oh, two, two teams. <laughs> oh, now he's now they're not good. Well, what happened to you know? What happened to Russ's leading them to glory? Russ, we ch- I never said that. I didn't. Even, I didn't even you, get a tee off on my Russ take after last even, week's yeah. debacle, and then coming into this week, I'm just going to leave it in the air because I think it's pretty obvious. But. He by okay. I want to say this. I was sitting next to him when uh, at the end of the Broncos game, mm-hmm. and he said, "I can't wait." For the Broncos to score here, I've got my Russ tweet loaded for Jameson. <laughs> because I and saw then he your threw tweet. a freaking interception. <laughs> because I saw, I saw your tweet, Jameson, and I was like, oh, I'll, be, I'll, I'll come right back to that. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been like my tweet would have still stood. I, I said that the, uh, the quarterback about play, the quarterback, like the, 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 the play between the, the two is, it yeah. is pretty in- incredible right now, um, unsurprisingly or whatever. And even if he would have made that throw, you look at the stats. I mean, Russ hasn't thrown for over 200 yards and like he's thrown over 200 yards, I think once in their winning streak. So to finish for uh, like 160 something yards, one touchdown, three picks and a loss feels pretty good. That's, that's kind of where I'm sitting, but um, actually I don't want to spoil my (laughs) my pick because everything that I just said might've contradicted what I'm going to pick this week. So Mike, go ahead. Yeah. And Uh, what what happened to Broncos country? Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's cry. (laughs) <laughs> so uh I, i'm actually gonna go with the broncos um i think they they played better last week than the chargers did i think yeah. the chargers there's something wrong with that team there's so much talent there and they can't put it together we all know what's wrong with the team and i, I i'll pick the better coach in this one and it's in it's at the chargers which means there's no home field advantage exactly so so I'm I'm gonna go Broncos. I think they can pull this one out and get to uh, seven and six. All right, uh, Jameson. Uh, I'm also gonna pick the Broncos. Also um, pick Broncos. Okay. I they're just basically everything Mike said. They're just better. There's no home field advantage to even try to argue for in favor of the Chargers. And as good as Justin Herbert is, um, Quentin Johnson still can't catch a football. And Austin <laughs> Eckler has lost above like say flowers. Yeah, no, that it's a it's a bad list of folks when you look at who was drafted after uh, Quentin Johnson. But um, yeah. all things considered, the the Broncos are just a better football team, and and especially with Eckler seemingly losing like not just one step, but like three steps. All, all of, of them. Steps? Yeah, all of the steps. Um, which yeah. we say the same thing. Yep, we say yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So uh, all of that being considered, the the Chargers are bad. Uh, Staley's going to be fired. We didn't even do our segment this week because I think it's obvious enough. Um, yep. who would be sitting atop that mountain right now. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think the Broncos are fine and the Chargers are bad. Uh, so I'm going to pick that's the Broncos. A very, that's a very good statement. I, ju- I for, just made it. What? Oh, I was going to say for, for once this season, I'm going to say Broncos country. Let's ride. Um, I'm never going to say that. Uh, but I, I think if Grant and I say something like at the same time, I think that makes it true. <laughs> okay. Like I think if we just so if, does that if, mean if you're we going say, Broncos also if we, if we say a statement out loud at the same time it's true it, it, there's yeah. no way that we are Austin Eckler is terrible now yeah he's well, never he's, gonna did you see that clip of him getting chased down on the sideline a couple of weeks ago when yes. he was running like they clocked him at like 16 miles an hour or something and they it's opened the field good. and I'm just like dude yeah. this guy something's uh, not right 
I I as a as a joke with uh, two of my friends last year, I I did the the run down the street in front of the uh, oh uh, the the speed yeah the, yeah the little the radar pulled, gun quote, pulled stri- straight from the office yeah um in jeans with shoes on, guys. When I hit my peak speed, which we know that I lined it up so that it, you know it was about base path length, um, <laughs> it was the entire distance I was running. I definitely were only running about point two less <laughs> on my peak speed. Now I was going downhill. I'm. J- I'll just be honest. I'm gonna out myself. I was going downhill, and I got. I I had a little weight pulling me forward. All right, let's just be real about that. But, um, yeah, that's not very fast for a running back. Um, I easy one. Uh, we're just gonna sweep here, Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Chargers Broncos. suck. Broncos we'll just, are fine, and I, and I don't think suck. we gotta say anything else. I think we just roll nope. it. All right, next up. This is a this is we're talking about some backups. This, this is, is a tough one. This is a battle of the backups right here. We got Colts at the Bengals. Uh, let's. I guess I can go first. We'll just snake it. Snake it. Um, I I'm gonna go Colts. I think I'm gonna go Colts mm. here. Mm. I mean they they've had their backup longer. They're more familiar with their backup, and I mean they got a better record. And I I just think that you know they don't have to travel that far. Um, so it's not like there's like this whole time gap, this that big difference for them. So yeah, I'm going Colts. Uh, the Bengals did not throw the ball over the middle almost the entire stinking game. I think the Colts are going to be very uh, aware of that. Uh, they're also much better on the outside. Uh, this is one of those rare times where me and Grant agree. I'm going to go Colts. Ooh, right. Jameson. Um, I don't like that this game is in Cincinnati. For the Colts, if I'm being honest, that's fair. fair. Um, and there's going to be bad weather, by the way. Yeah, and I I do think that that Bengals defensive front is still pretty monstrous. Um, I don't like that. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, no Taylor seemingly, um, doesn't bode well. Um, but I do, I don't want to put too much confidence in this Bengals offense just because of what I saw. The other night, I, I feel you like shouldn't. I, would, I feel like that would be a bit of an overreaction versus kind of the body of work that has been uh, again, as you kind of went on about Gardner Minshew this year so far. Uh, and I also do think that Shane Steichen is legitimately scheming things up pretty well for them with what they've got. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to pick the Colts, too, but I don't love it. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Bengals come out and still do their thing. But I'm going to say Colts. Boy, do I zag here? Trying to get another game. You've already got a good lead, man. <laughs> I mean, you do. Just saying. But hey, if you want um, to zag. Or if you want to spiritually zag. That would be the way to do it if you're going to. Spiritual, spiritually zag. Uh, man, I I like the talent on the Bay Hills offense more than I like the talent on the Colts offense. That's, that's fair. fair. That's where I... I said <laughs> that's fair. I, I No, I did too. At the same time, again. You said that's fair? Yeah. Yes. Dang it. That's that's twice yes. in one segment that something has been proven to be true. You are winning the last on. episode of Sportsify. We're calling it now. <laughs> this is it, guys. It's this is what we've run. been we've been trying to work this out for three seasons. Me and Grant just need to like be more agreeable. This is the whole point we did this podcast. This we've actually, been about this football. Is actually, uh, but this is our therapy every yeah. week, right. and we're just trying to work out our relational issues. And apparently, we have. We got it. We got it. So I tune in never again. The Colts are used to playing in a dome. They're going to be outside with the Bengals. Um, golly, I just like that Colts defense better. There we go. All right. And and Steichen's got 
Minshew cooking. I have the uh, only Zag. I I disagree. So by the way, this is Colts by ten. Mm. I I don't I don't like this to be that close. I watched that game and went. The Jags just aren't prepared for this. They are not built to stop the outside real well. They're much better on the inside, and I showed against the run. There's also uh, a bit of an emotional thing when you see your starting quarterback go down in, in such a way, and sure. still push it to the the boundaries of overtime. Yeah. Sure, but genuinely, like they're just they are they're much better up the middle. And people are like, "Oh, didn't Joe Mixon have some great runs?" Yes, zone outside runs, he absolutely did. Uh, quick toss, absolutely. But uh, no, it, I'm just saying, ten points. Well, that's how you run on the Colts, though. You you don't run inside on them because DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. All right. So we got that there. Uh, that looks like a clean sweep for the Colts. Next up, we've got the Bills at the Chiefs. Both teams kind of struggling. Not super confident either of these teams. Uh, but, Mike, we'll have you go first here. What are, you, what are you feeling? Bills at Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. I think I, I honestly have no. Just like I said with the Eagles before, they've, they've, they're just, they just, there's something off about when I see them play. And and yes, the the Eagles have come out on top more than not this year when they when they've been playing not well. The Bills have been the opposite. They've been coming out on the bottom yeah. when they're not playing well, and they're not playing well a lot. Mm-hmm. And and I think the Chiefs, Andy Dalton, at home, I think they got this game. Yeah, yeah. Right, Matt, how, how about you? Um, Andy Reid, not Andy Dalton. Sorry. I yeah. I, I was just gonna let you with that one. We were you talking about backup quarterbacks. It's in my head now. <laughs> Still, yeah. You know, there's several games where the weather's really impacting this, like impacting games like that Rams uh, Baltimore game. A lot of bad weather headed to that one. Uh, Lions Bears is going to have a lot of bad weather. We already mentioned the Colts Cincy. Um, Jacksonville at Cleveland going to have some pretty bad weather. Uh, this one is just going to be cold. And. I don't think we're going to have anything weird with the wind. I don't think it's any that crud. So throwing all that out straight up, Chiefs are better than the Bills. Like just, they got a better coach, got a better everything. Better defense. Uh, yep. The only healthier, thing the Bills have on them is even if the talent court. isn't great, they're healthier. Yes, they're, they're healthier and they're just playing better, more consistent football. I don't, I don't know that any amount of time off is going to prepare the Bills for, for this game to the uh, point that they need it. So take it to Chiefs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jameson as well. Yeah. Um, again, it's also in Arrowhead. And we, we've we seen it become a thing where teams can get them a little bit easier now uh, in Kansas City compared to those first few seasons. Um, but, yeah, that Bills team. Uh, Mike kind of hit on all of it, but it, it also feels like an attitude thing going on over there that I just don't like. Like the vibes are just off. Uh, you know, when you have the Diggs brothers having this discord on Twitter, uh, oh, yeah, yeah he's got to be out of there. And that's your number one weapon uh, and supposed to be the the duo to your you know MVP caliber quarterback. You're firing offensive coordinators to kind of save your own behind. Rest, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like the the vibes are off. Everything's against them from like a health standpoint. They're not like they're six and six when they were supposed to be a team who's trying to get into the Super Bowl. I just don't see any path for them to to win this game. Uh, and the Chiefs, as we talked about earlier, absolutely need it, especially if they want to try to run the table and still reclaim first place in the AFC. So I'm going to take the Chiefs. 
Um, thinking about it. Do it. I don't know why. But Coming I'm gonna, off the bye? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. Oof. Also, just because there's like no other Zags here. And so and you're Mr. Zag. And I feel like this is one where I, I would feel a little more because I just think the Bills might be a little more desperate than the Chiefs because I think the Chiefs pretty much will have a spot already. The Bills, this is, this is it. If they don't get this, they're out like completely. Problem is, so I, that, the Bills have been desperate for a couple of weeks and I haven't seen them do it. Yeah, but now they have a bye. They've had a bye. I think they can clear their head. Um, I This is one I don't feel good about, but I'm just, there's something about it that I'm feeling. So I'm going to go Bills. All right. I will end it. Or Ooh, this is a big one. This is a big one. This game one, of the week here. Uh, yeah, definitely game of the week. A lot of playoff in- implications there in terms of seeding. Um, uh, Eagles did just get beat down pretty handedly. At home. At home. But I think they bounce back. Eagles. Boom. Jameson, how about yourself? This is their first matchup, right? Eagles-Cowboys. Uh, no, the Cowboys or, lost at a last-second play That's right. earlier this year. I, I couldn't remember which one of these teams kind of had all of their divisional games like stacked at the very end of the season. And the who Niners. Niners-Seahawks playing against yeah, the second Yeah, that's kind of one of them. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Um, Either way, I, I, I kind of agree with you here, Grant. Um, we've talked a lot about the Cowboys and how dominant their offense is and how dominant their defense is and what the numbers tell you and what Dak is doing. Um, but then we also talk about who they're doing it against. Um, and we've, we've seen them play the class of the NFC and the 49ers, and that didn't necessarily pan out how they would have hoped. Um, I think the Eagles, even though they just got waxed by what I think we can all agree is, I think they're they're pretty. The they're, the they want to they want to prove something. They, I they think do. They, there's a lot of people down on them right now. They do. And I think they, rightly so. I mean, they yeah. just they get their butts whooped. It, it, it's kind of a, you know, somebody has to, <laughs> somebody has to take second place right now, uh, in the NFC, and that's basically what this game is about. Um, but I I just I'm always going to be wary of the Cowboys because they're going to be that regular season team. I was going to put it together. So like, sure, they could win this game, but I still wouldn't say like the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles, which is maybe a weird take. Uh, and maybe that's just hating the Cowboys. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Eagles. I think they need to get this one to kind of get them back on track. Um, and if they don't, I, I also wouldn't be surprised. We see Jalen Hurts fall in the MVP conversation and Dak continues to rise in the MVP conversation, whether we like it or not. So, yeah. uh, but, I, but I would say the Eagles, this is definitely the game to watch. I also wouldn't be surprised as good as that Cowboys offense and defense has been if the Eagles kind of do their thing and, and have a dominant win here, even if it's on the road. I mean, road Seahawks in offense, I mean, Seahawks almost beat them. Yeah. Uh, in, in now, another world probably would have. Hopefully, Hurts is as healthy as he can be. We obviously talked about him going out for a little bit in this game. Uh, and then they talked about some knee stuff that wasn't reported earlier in the season around like week six. Um, so we'll see if he can remain healthy, but um, the Eagles still have it. They still. A.J. Brown is one of the best wide receivers in football right now. I know C.D. Lamb has been doing that as well. Um, but I just think the Eagles can beat him in more ways, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep riding him. I have said a lot of things about both these teams in the last three weeks. I'm not going to add on to that part of the conversation, but I need this to happen. I want this to happen for the sake of my own team. 
You need the Cowboys to win. I also believe it might happen. I'm this is the, the hardest Cowboys. one for me to pick. I'm taking the Cowboys. And and it has it has a lot to do with how teams are playing at this very moment. 49ers lost three games in a row this year. Uh, Eagles have not played great football and won some games, and they're not playing good football right now. Uh, AJ's a great player. Phenomenal. Jalen Hurts is a great player. Uh, but, I mean, that offensive line uh, did good in stints against the 49ers, but they're not whole. You can tell they're not together. Lots of false starts. Lots of silly little things they were doing wrong. I just think the Cowboys are playing better football right now, and I think that matters. So I'm taking the Cowboys. I also don't All like right. the history of this matchup, though, if I am the Cowboys. It's fair. Don't like the recent history. Thanks, yeah. sure. All right. Mike, how about you? How Swift's injury? Have we heard? He's in a, a lot point. of pain after the Lenore and... Uh, that was various Ward hits. That do you guys remember uh, when you would watch Sports Center and they would have the jacked up segment? You just got jacked, jacked up. up. That's basically like prime time jacked up material right there, dude. Lenore freaking dropped him, and it was clean. It's, it was straight. It was clean. clean. Shoulder to the and chest. Well, and it was the second time in the game because Ward did the exact same thing on a di- on on an out route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like cleaned him in the first quarter. So. Yeah, no, he's hurting. Uh, he's got the Q tag. Okay, so Gainwell, I mean, played more snaps than him anyway, and has the last couple of weeks. But yeah, um, I I'm on the similar boat as you, as I hate, hate, hate the Cowboys, and I want to pick against them every time chance I get, except for now. I'm I'm a pseudo Cowboys fan, just for the Niners to get the number one seed. So it's not going to happen because the Seahawks are going to take them out. If any team does, it might be the Seahawks because of the way we play each other. Sometimes the Niners just don't show up to those games, but it's, it's the Cowboys. I think, I think this offense has gotten Amari Cooper going. I think they're just a little better going right now. Brandon cooks is kind of, I mean, Brandon cooks, not Amari Cooper. Brandon cooks is starting to hit. And yeah, I, I just think this Cowboys offense is gonna be able to do the same things the Niners did to this defense. Brandon Cooks and for I, us last six games has a has a touchdown for the yeah. last six. And and I, I don't think this Cowboys defense is as good as the Niners, but I think they're good enough. And they showed that a few weeks ago when they played the, the Eagles. Is better than the Eagles defense right now. The defense is better than the Eagles yes. defense. I I just like the Cowboys at home. Give it to me. All right. I never feel bad when Mike and I are picking the same thing, but Mike, I needed you to freaking pick one thing different than me today because I'm trying to catch you next. You know, so. here, here you guys. Talk, I almost, almost went Chargers. Almost went Chargers. Talk almost made me want to flip Cowboys, but <coughs> what kind of what I'm holding out for, kind of my prediction of this game is because I do think the Cowboys have a have a good chance of winning this, and like I said, to me that would be a regular season achievement for them, and then come postseason, I would not ever feel good about picking the Cowboys until I've been proven otherwise. <laughs> Um, but to me, this feels like it could be one of those games where if it's close enough, who do I trust in those one score games and with how the Eagles have kind of continued to win these games, yeah. um, I would, I would lean that way. And then again, when you watch how the Cowboys would lose some of these, you know, for all intents and purposes this is a playoff game, uh, even if it's not. 
And and when it comes down to it, how have the Cowboys lost those games? Um, you know, Mike McCarthy's been, you know, give him full credit. He's been really good this year as far as clock management. Uh, and and he's been better for sure. I was just it, about to say that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. And so, you know, I I hate holding that against him, but again, it's it it always happens. There's a history. Moments. And so to me, this feels like that kind of atmosphere. The Cowboy fans are going to be ripping and roaring for this one, but Philly's going to show out too, as they always do. Um, so if it's a close game, I feel better picking the Eagles. Uh, and if the Cowboys can't run away with it early, then I, I don't, I, I'm never going to feel comfortable about them winning. So, uh, and, and this game is, is kind of a must win for both teams, right? Yeah. They're, everybody's going for this, this number one in, in the NFC. But I want to say the Eagles had a game last week where they were like, everyone's talking down on them. Everyone picked the 49ers to win. All of the Niners are talking like, hey, if we'd have had this same team like we do right now in the championship game, we'd have gone to the Super Bowl, not you guys. And they were pushing back and they still got stomped mm-hmm. with all those expectations. And they got the same expectations this week. They should beat the Cowboys is what they're being told, right? People are picking the Cowboys because they're at home. I just, I just don't think the Eagles, I, I just think the Eagles are just not, they haven't passed the eye test. You guys talked about that earlier in the podcast about college football, but there's something about these Eagles. I'm like, yeah, they're finding ways to win and good teams do. Mm-hmm. They don't look good. It kind of reminds me of the Vikings last year. It's like, there's something about them that that's, just doesn't look yeah, good. That, that's kind of how I felt about them to start the season as well. And that feeling has obviously lingered as that has remained to be the case of how they're winning games. Uh, and I, you know, talked a lot about this covering the preseason stuff, like losing uh, Shane Steichen, uh, I, I oh, feel huge. like does have a big part to play in that. And so uh, it's somehow they've been able to be the team that I will trust to kind of sustain winning that way. Um, but it's definitely not nothing to go from stomping out teams last year, Jalen Hurts is sitting out fourth quarters of football to mm-hmm. now he's got a hang in there and I, I feel like that's also kind of shown in his health he's kind of getting dinged up so yeah um they can't really afford to keep playing football games like that if they want to survive into the postseason as well but it, it's a weird battle of the team that is too hot that i don't trust and the team that isn't hot that i trust a little bit more in those moments so it's going to be a really good game i'm really excited for that one yeah no i think this is i, I mean we already said at the top of the as we were picking it it's the game of the week it's the one we all want to pay attention to it certainly has I think the most significant uh, ramifications as far as playoffs are concerned, uh, especially after the 49ers beat the Eagles last week, kind of opened the door to, okay, now this is relevant. Now that's relevant. Now all this other stuff becomes relevant uh, because the seemingly uh, untouchable Eagles uh, got knocked around last week and it just opened up doors of possibility. So Mm -hmm. we're all, we should all be pumped and excited to pull out the bag of popcorn and watch this one. Um, And uh, it should be a great matchup. Uh, as we're exiting this week, um, I'll just uh, touch on a couple of things. We're all prepping for fantasy playoffs uh, and all that. Um, the uh, I, thing I wanted to bring up uh, just as we're heading out today is if you're streaming defenses, Houston and Green Bay have significant matchups coming up uh, that you want to look for. I, I've got both of them. I'm trying to pick up in multiple leagues. Uh, just so I can play them off of each other. We got like a good matchup this week, good matchup next week, then another one coming another week. So like you, you definitely want to look at Houston and Green Bay. Those are two teams that have been uh, snagging solid points and have great matchups coming up. 
Um, another one that you might want to be aware of is Spears may uh, get some time, uh, some playing time for the Titans, especially uh, if the Titans end up not doing so hot this next week. Uh, Henry uh, did get banged up this last Sunday, and so uh, Spears may be stepping in uh, and taking a significant chunk uh, of the reps there. And that would be something to watch as you approach the playoffs right now, having him as a handcuff, especially. Or if you're just looking to throw somebody into a slash spot and you need a guy, go get him. Um, I definitely want to recommend that. The last uh, last thing I have noticed a couple of times, uh, and I've said on this podcast, you never want to just like play Taysom Hill. But I did something brilliant this last week. I had a late injury. I had Aaron Jones. Uh, not late injury, but he, he did finally get uh, I pushed to inactive. And I went and grabbed Taysom Hill just based on the matchup that he had and knowing that uh, Carr likes to exit a bunch of games. Um, and I thought, man, you know, they may lean on him this week. I just like this matchup he's got. I'm just going to go with it. Threw Taysom in there, got double-digit points. Uh, it was a great start for me. Taysom's got two more matchups worth looking at uh, for the playoffs, one of them being Carolina. And uh, I would strongly suggest stashing him if you can and making that play. And you're like, Matt, that sounds ridiculous. Hey, guys, uh, I'm freaking 11-1 and one right now. Uh, I am in first, second, or third place in every league that I'm in. And I'm pretty stinking good at this. So just trust me when I tell you, Taysom Hill. Is a guy that you want to stash just for a couple of matchups coming up in the playoffs. Your bench is worthless when it comes to the playoffs if it's not matchup oriented. So be matchup oriented. Stream defenses. Uh, if you haven't picked up Sanders as your kicker yet, he is greenlit to the end of the year. Uh, you absolutely want to grab Sanders out of Miami uh, if he's available. I did this last week. I'm pretty sure I was at double digit points uh, on him in every league, depending on settings. It was a small variable, but I was double digits on him in every single league this last week. I also picked up Atlanta and started them this last week. I got 27 points out of my kicker in defense, just streaming them in two leagues. And I scored 193 points. Did not hit, uh, didn't miss double digits on any of my starts this week with any single player in my main league. And I streamed multiple players uh, including, again, the kicker and defense. So just telling you, this is the time. Start streaming. Start looking up stuff. Grab those guys. Grab the defenses that I suggested. Look at Spears as an option. Consider Hill as, as an option. He's available in like 90% of leagues right now uh, in Yahoo and ESPN Public. Um, and he's got two great matchups coming up for weeks 15 through 17. So go get him. Good luck as you're trying to make the playoffs, everybody. Can I tell uh, you my, week uh, my sad story? So, with fantasy oh, yeah. real quick. You did have a really bad one, right? Uh, well, this one's actually different. I, I told you, I don't know if I said it on the pod, how I, a couple weeks ago I lost by .02 points yes. in yes, the matchup, which is the worst individual, like, weak loss from a really, like, that's how few points I lost by standpoint. Um, in my ESPN league, um, <laughs> I have, I, I'm already eliminated from playoff contention. I'm already eliminated. And I have the best point differential out of any team by like a mile. Like I, I have, uh, I've allowed or I've scored 200 plus more points than I've had points scored against me in this league. Uh, so I've scored 1,672 and points against me scored 1,466 and I'm already eliminated. That's brutal. Which is, 
the the best point differential in the entire league, the ten man league that I have, and I'm already eliminated. And I'm just like, man, fantasy is <laughs> is a fickle beast sometimes. That's brutal. I barely but, eked out the win this week against uh, Mike here. I was yeah, I, I messed I messed up on the end there. I didn't didn't start who I wanted. Yeah, I I going into Monday Night Football I had like a twenty percent, fifteen percent chance, and then I end up winning by like ten or something like that. Yeah, well, both teams hitting the thirties. Yeah, well, yeah. So Do my mixing is that why? No, uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. And and Ingram also. So Ingram also. Yes, I, so, Ingram was another one I was flipping a coin so I, with. I pretty, I pretty much got thirty from those two, and that that pretty much has. Hopefully, maybe I can squeeze in. I got to win this week. I got like a 49% chance. So it's- I, I was so sad because I almost started Shuba Hubbard. He'd been Oof. he'd been double digits mid or 15 points or whatever for the last few weeks. And I was like, man, I really should start Shuba Hubbard. And I just I just didn't pull the trigger on Sunday morning. And uh, he scored 20, 22 and a half, I think. I, so. I, th- I thank you, Brutal. Mike. I thank you <laughs> for that. Uh, sad, sad story is uh, in the A-League, um, Mike's, Mike's wife has to play me. And this is elimination week. Uh, I think I am currently supposed to beat her by over twenty points. Yeah, with our with our starters in, and uh, it will be sad if I kick Tasha out. But I also know that Tasha would be mad at me if I didn't play my best roster and would you know took pity on her. She would she would be equally as mad at me for that. So yeah. the other sad uh, thing she is she wants to beat me straight up. So the the other sad thing is my my ESPN team is like actually really good right now. I mean my quarterback position is a little questionable, but like. With with Achan back and like Metcalf coming on and Mike Evans being really good and Hopkins coming on late, I have Christian McCaffrey, Achan, and Josh Jacobs all in my team, and I'm like, I can't even make a push to win it. It's just ah, it sucks. I hate it. Oh, by the way, it. I took a took a real long deep breath and went, oh no, when Puka went out on Sunday, that was terrifying. Uh, he'll be he's all right. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's coming yeah. back. But when yeah. he was holding ribs, I was like, don't tell me you cracked him. Yeah, but, which, by the way, faster uh, than you might think. Took that yeah. uh, 70 yarder to the house. I was like, okay, he's even got a little more speed than I thought. Yeah. No, but. he's quick. Well, good luck, everybody, trying to make the playoffs. I uh, I hope you all make your fantasy playoffs, me. and and you know, I'm because Jameson's not. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'll cheer you on. You guys have a great week and enjoy that Eagles Cowboys game. It's going to be a banger, and we will see you on the flip side of Week 14. Week. Mm-hmm.